It's Thirsty Thursday. I got my Coach AB mug right here on CoachABStore.com. I got my fire-ass coffee, as you know. That's how I start the day. Star's dad became a member. Shout out to him. Star's dad, clap it up. We are here in the building live on this Thirsty Thursday. We're going to pick our March Madness bracket. Jeff Nadu, big man on campus from Barstool, is going to join us every week. Today we're starting up, and we're going to get after it. We're going to pick our brackets that begin today. March Madness begins this today, this morning, uh, nationwide, uh, and it's Thirsty Thursday. We're going to get after it. I'm going to do a live later on tonight during the tournament. Um, Jeff Nadu joins us. Steve Kim joins us. We're going to pick our top 10 NBA duos of all time. You got Jordan Pippen. You got Magic Kareem. You got Kobe Shaq. Who you got? We're going to break it down. You know me. I ain't going to be what everyone thinks. Uh, going to break that down later on. Our top 10 power forwards of all time, NBA history. Steve Kim and I are going to break that down later on. Tomorrow, Rashad Jennings, former New York Giant Jaguar, is going to join us, um, talk about the Giants' acquisitions, the Giants' offseason moves, what he thinks about Lamar Jackson and the Aaron Rodgers saga continues. We're going to break that down tomorrow. Uh, Brandon Lang joins me tomorrow morning. We're going to pick the tournament, his predictions on the entire tournament, who he believes is going to win it all. So if you want to bet tomorrow morning, is when you should be here. Brandon Lang will join us tomorrow morning. Uh, we'll probably get some made-up human talk as well. Um, what up, what up, what up? TikTok, come on over to YouTube Live. We're going to get after it. Um, Aaron Rodgers, as predicted, as I said, uh, probably or basically said a lot of nothing. He absolutely said a bunch of nothing. Um, so... As I said on this show, uh, I love getting DMs or on YouTube or DMs from people, and then they say, "Coach, I'm a fan, but you know I disagree on the A Rod take. He didn't do any. He didn't demand anything. I got that this morning, and I'm like, oh really? So did you see that on McAfee show, and then wanted to comment today about it? <laughs> I love getting the day after text." Oh, I, lo I love it. But none of you have the balls enough to say something before somebody says it. See, I let them hang, dog. I let them hang like no other because I don't care. That's just me. I let them hang like this dude. Let them hang. Look at him. Dude hanging from the building butt naked. Oh. Look at fell. <laughs> I let him hang like him. That just is what it is. So, uh, you know, I'm gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna do me. I'm gonna do what I do. Uh, I, I say it before. It takes nuts and guts to say it before. This Thirsty Thursday is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Uh, use the promo code Believe B L E A V. Get you fifty percent off. Welcome bonus. Plus, we got this. Uh, CandidatesCBD.com. Make sure you head on over to CandidatesCBD.com. Use my promo code COACHJB, all caps, and get you some White Widow. We got Pineapple Express. We got it all, short, fat, skinny, and tall. The cleanest way to dip there is. CandidatesCBD.com. Major League Baseball, Live Golf. Everyone's using it. Go check it out. 
CanadaDipCBD.com. Uh, I'm supposed to be headed to Tucson for the live tomorrow. I'm figuring it out still. I got a lot going on. I'm trying to figure it out. I was already shooting to go. Um, I just don't know if I'm going to be able to go. I got a lot of shit going on, dog. And uh, we'll see. We'll see. I'm trying to get cracking. Um, a, co- a coach, I'm not going to put his name out there. A coach hit me up to do a cameo yesterday for his squad as they were entering he hit me up. I was like, Coach, could you do a cameo uh, inside of an hour? And I go, an hour? He's like, yeah. I go, yeah, for you. What's up? He goes, man, we play in the state champ uh, semifinal, and I want you to hype us up. Man, my guys hit a buzzer beater to win, and uh, now I'm going to go speak to them in person as they enter the state championship game. Love to see it. Love to see it. All gas, no breaks, as you know. Um, love to see it. Um, lots to discuss, but we got to start you off with the quote of the day, as you know, and I got a new segment for you. I'm going to break down quote of the day as we get on it. Don't let the fear of losing be greater than the excitement of winning. A lot of you guys are so scared of fear. Your fear. Uh, let me remove that. You guys fear when the excitement of winning, you fear losing so much that you don't even understand that the excitement of winning should override that shit a lot of you guys can't grasp it man don't let the fear of losing be greater than the excitement of winning i tell i I tell my kids that all the time i tell my coaches all the time hey your assholes may be puckered up you may be walking on eggshells but you should be looking forward and be excited of the grind and the possibility of either landing the big recruit hitting the big shot throwing the touchdown to win the game etc Quit fearing losing. It I'm just says what it is, dog. We're going to lose. But see, I just walked around and said, I refuse to lose. I win or I learn. I ain't never losing. That's how you got to walk around, even though people are going to talk say otherwise. That's just real talk. Uh, contrary to belief, brought to you by CandidateCBD.com. Head on over to CandidateCBD.com. Use the promo code COACHJB. And all caps gets you 20% off plus welcome bonus. Uh, contrary to belief, successful people do what unsuccessful people are not willing to do. <laughs> Real simple. Successful people do what unsuccessful people are not willing to do. Contrary to belief. And all you unsuccessful people, what are the first thing you do? You hate. You ask for a handout. Gimme, give gimme, give gimme, give gimme, gimme. But you ain't done shit. You ain't busted a grape in a fruit fight. You want the keys to the Lamborghini, but you don't know how to drive it. That is what this generation is made of. Bitch made cats. We call them BMKs here on the show so we don't get strikes. Um, and so TikTok don't cut me off. Um, successful people do what unsuccessful people are not willing to do. Period. So just throwing that out there. I don't know if you realize that or not. There are two types of people, contrary to belief, who will tell you that you cannot make a difference in this world. Those who are afraid to try and those who are afraid of your success. How many haters have you came across where you hit them up later and be like, hey, damn, homie, you had the answers to the test the whole time? Uh, yeah, but, uh, 
but but I what? So you wanted to get to A, but you didn't want the homie to get to A. <laughs> so you're telling me you had old girl's number the whole time and she liked me, but you kept the number from me? Uh, so you tried to cock block me and she didn't even like you. How many of you have been in that situation? Just trying to tell you, dog. I'm only here spitting the real. You know it already know. They're scared of your success, period, or they're just afraid. They're afraid to make a difference. I'm just telling you. Those are the two type of haters you got in this world. Um, Aaron Rodgers said absolutely nothing on McAfee, as predicted. Lamar Jackson's on the clock. John Moran suspended eight games. Eight fucking games? That's it? Two weeks later? Adam Silver? Where's Andrew Wiggins? Why has no one talked about Andrew Wiggins? Oh, you mad you fucked him up around and caught the wrong one. Because I ain't I'm talking about him today. Best believe it. Um, has anyone seen Andrew Wiggins? The Clippers have a scary flight. I'm gonna break that down uh for a reason too. Jeff Nadu. Jeff Nadu, big man on campus, Barstool's very own. Will join me once a week from here on out. Plus, today he's coming on as a special guest. Fridays is going to be the day he comes on every day, every week. But today he's coming on. We're going to pick our March Madness brackets live. Um, Aaron Rodgers said absolutely nothing. He blocks Adam Schefter uh, after so. So Adam Schefter actually tweets it. He needed some clout too, I guess. Um, He said, lose my number. Good try, though. Uh, shout out to Pat McAfee and the boys breaking records. He had 500,000 people live yesterday. Half a million people were live to see what Aaron Rodgers had to say. To see and hear what Aaron Rodgers had to say, he had almost a million people. Shout out to Pat McAfee and the boys for what they've accomplished, what they've done. Uh, Pat being a unicorn, uh, shout out to them. You got to love what he's doing uh, in this business. Um, the Mormon Milf Hunter, he says that uh, A-Rod, he said, screw A-Rod. I'll make his life a living hell. That is what's come out. Uh, I'm, that's what he said. I'm going to make that dude's life hell in practice every day. <laughs> um, I'm going to make that dude's life hell in practice. Mormon Milf Hunter, you need to just sit back and l- watch Aaron Rodgers in practice. Shut the hell up. You ain't going to do nothing. Um, you ain't going to do nothing. Uh, can't wait to break that down. John Morant suspended eight games. John Morant suspended eight fucking games. The NFL, let me just put this in perspective real quick for all you guys out there. Um, TikTok, where am I coaching at now? Where are your, Where is your Google at now? Like, dog... You can't be this dumb. You can't be this dumb unless you live under a rock. There's no way. I love the bomb and the homeless person in the street that hits me up for money and says, I said, I don't carry cash, homie. Oh, can you Venmo me? (laughs) Wait up. You're homeless and you got Venmo, homie? That's like the motherfucker on TikTok who asked me, where am I coaching at? Hold on. You're on TikTok? But you don't got Google? The homeless got Venmo but no money? You got a sandwich with no bread? Like, what's going on, homie? Are you can't be this ignorant. 
You can't be this dumb. There's no way you're this dumb. You got TikTok, the Chinese secret weapon, and you don't have Google. <laughs> it's not that hard, homie. It's not that hard, user 727-948-7978. Ah, it blows my mind how, how thirsty. It's Thirsty Thursday, though. It is Thirsty Thursday. We got the thirsty motherfuckers out there, especially on TikTok. The Bitch Made Cats are out in full effect. Uh, they love coming in my show. They actually make profiles to come on my show. And... I got this meme or this gift that I'm making. It's got like these two balls hanging from the chin. And a lot of people say, coach, you making a meme with chin nuts? And I'm like, nah, I just was showing you how many mouths have my dick in it. <laughs> how many mouths have my dick in it? Because my balls are on your jaws, you dick riding ass cat. Anyway, uh, John Morant goes live with Jalen Rose. Um, gotta, I, I don't know, man, about this Jalen Rose. And uh, this kind of looks sad. We both know how dangerous that can be. Whose gun were you holding? Well, the gun wasn't mine. Um, you know, it's not who I am. I don't condone and, you know, any type of violence. Um, but I take, you know, full responsibility. That's not who I am. Hold on, dog. Let me rewind it. Type of violence. No. Whose gun were you holding? Well, the gun wasn't mine. No. He didn't ask that. He said, whose gun were you holding? He said, the gun wasn't mine. All right, hold on. It's not who I am. I don't. It is who you are, homie. What do you mean that's not who you are? That is 1,000% who you are. You are what you do, not what you say you do. Please miss me. And everybody out there, free job. Free these nuts. Because you're a dumb, ignorant slapdick. i got to be honest. If you give this dude any more excuses for having excuses, dog, you wonder why we're so screwed up. You want you want you want to know why we're so screwed up? Oh my goodness gracious! This motherfucker said that's not who I am. No, it actually is a hundred thousand percent who you are. And guess who you are? A fake ass motherfucker. You are a fake ass good boy, a wankster and a prankster. Now you're in rehab for who you are. So hold on, let me put it in perspective real quick. Time out, dog. I want to make sure we put this in perspective. Why haven't I heard the mainstream media talk about this? So, John didn't grow up in those streets, student cheat. Shut your ass up, soft little boy. Shut your ass up. I know where he grew up. See, a lot of you cats just want to talk because you think he's cool because he had a pistol at a titty bar. Shut your soft ass up. That's why we're so damn soft out here in these streets. Motherfucker, you couldn't bust a grape in a fruit fight Joss from the streets. Shut your ass up. TikTok, you soft pussy. Shut up. You motherfuckers are so goddamn soft. So let me break this down real quick. 
Two weeks after he showed, pulls a pistol in a Denver titty bar, he is suspended eight games after the Memphis Grizzlies suspended him, after he enters a rehab facility. Adam Silver suspends him eight games two weeks later. Let me get this right. He suspended eight games. And the NFL suspended a guy a whole season for betting $1,200 on DraftKings, homie? Let that sink in. Priorities are a motherfucker, aren't they? Aren't priorities off the chain? Aren't priorities something else? So don't bet $1,200 on DraftKings, even though DraftKings are main sponsor in the NFL. (laughs) But pull a pistol at a teddy bar, waste 50 grand, which arguably you could do whatever you want with your own money. You should be able to. I don't give a fuck. If I was spending 50 grand, I don't care what you said. It's my money, right? So I don't care about what Josh spent. But being a fake-ass good boy is my problem with them. And now coming out saying that's not who you are. That is actually who you are because you're a mark. You're a mark, fake-ass wankster, wanting to be a hard one, when the real talk is the gangster's trying to get out right now. You're trying to get in after you've already beat life, after you got hundreds of millions of dollars, after you already have generational wealth. You're trying to get in the game, homie? Oh, my God. Uh, We're so fucked up in this world. We're so twisted, dog. But let's suspend a guy a year, and then he has to appeal to get back in the league. John Morant, hey, dog, you know, the Memphis Grizzlies suspended you three games. Um, you're going to, you entered a rehab facility, quote unquote. Uh, Adam Silver, hey, I just suspend you eight more games. Don't worry about it. If you do it again, I will suspend you 12. <laughs> I, I don't know what the rehab's for, dog, to be honest. I guess it's fake gun violence, soft violence. Um, I guess I guess it's probably uh, mental weakness. Mental weakness. Is that what you probably did? I don't know. Um, yeah, maybe. Uh, mental weakness, I guess, would be the number one thing I'd consider. <laughs> um Jacoby Jacoby Brissett, he uh, signs with the Washington Commanders. Um, Oh, JB, there goes your Lamar Jackson take. Uh, No, it actually doesn't. Jacoby Brissett expected to sign with Washington Commanders. Uh, I'm still not deterred. I'm still not deterred. I still think Lamar has a shot. I think Lamar has a shot. Let me break it down. I'm not sold on Brissett being the starter. And wouldn't put the Lamar sweepstakes out of reach just yet. It's just adding up. Let me let me break down why it's adding up. So if you look at Baltimore Ravens when they drafted Lamar and then they got Lamar, what did Lamar and the Ravens do to the roster? They built it for Lamar. I've already talked about this for a long time. They built this for Lamar. Okay. What do you mean, coach? Well, Who was the backup for Lamar? RG3. Who was his backup? McSorley, the little white boy who can run and athletic. All right, so what happened if Lamar went down? RG3 came in. What happened if RG3 went down? McSorley came in. Okay, now let's fast forward. We got rid of McSorley. RG3 retires. Who do we get? 
We get Tyler Huntley, okay? So he's a slow man version of Lamar Jackson, but he runs the same system. He can run RPO. He can run the football a little bit. We can run triple option. Same offense. All right. What is Jacoby Brissett? What is Sam Howell? Sam Howell is a poor man's version of McSorley. Brissett is basically another Huntley and with a better arm, more accurate, more like Geno Smith, but can run a little bit. And then if Lamar comes, guess what? You're building Washington's roster similar to what Baltimore did in Baltimore with the roster. So you can adhere to Lamar Jackson and figure out a roster that is conducive for success. That is what it is. And I'm seeing it be built. I'm just thinking outside the box. Do you really think they've got Brissett to be the starter? Do you really think they're all in on Sam Howe to be the starter? It ain't adding up to me. I think Lamar's sitting out there. Washington's got space. I think they got some money. I think Lamar Jackson's going to get talked to by Washington. I'm sticking by it. But that's what I do. I stick by and hang my nuts unlike you. You guys won't do shit. You'll, you'll talk about it after the fact. JB, you wrong. How did that uh, tweet age? Well, at least I aged it. Sorry, motherfucker. At least I'll say it. Um, anyone tripping on this Biden video? Has anyone tripped on Biden walking off the plane? Like, has anybody tripped on Biden? Has anybody tripped on Biden walking off the plane? Is on the spending. Who, who is that? Voters to focus on the spending. His administration. Who is that? That's a boy. Administration is doing in the last inflation report. When you look at focus on this, focus on the spending. His administration. Hold is up. Doing in the last inflation. Has anyone talked about who this cat is? I want to know who that is. Because I ain't heard nothing. And here's the trip part about it. So I saw this video and I downloaded it to get it on the show. I went back to get it this morning. It's deleted. So luckily, I forgot I saved it on my desktop. You can't find it on Twitter anymore, I don't think, unless people reposted it. But it was the original one was deleted. I'm curious, dog. I'm curious. Um, who is that? I'm just curious, dog. I'm curious on who this is. There's nobody talking about it. If his skirt goes up, a dick pops out. I'm just keeping it 100. If his skirt rolls up, a dick pops out. That's what we call uh, made up human. No one's had... It's harder to get rid of and delinquencies. No one talks about the made up human, huh? Well, it is what it is, dog. I don't know. It's a trip, I guess. I, I have no idea what's going on with that. Um, <sighs> crazy, 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 crazy. Um, a girl stabs a dude in the back of the head. Before I get into you think what is it? I'm telling no, you. Yeah. Well, 
fuck a dick. Get the fuck away from me. Fuck a second. Oh, she stabbed me in the side, didn't you? Fuck a lot of fuck. Are you eager? Go, stick it in me, go. Stick it in you. I'll stick it in your throat. You're a fucking dirty, cheating, junkie, wee bastard. Fuck a dirtbag. You ever fucking spit me, you dirty cunt? Go. Fuck, hiya, love ya. Go on. Go on. Go on. Go on. Go on. Go Go on. 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 That's a video of a lady basically stabbing a dude in the back of the head. Uh, not too bad, but he's standing up, but he's bleeding everywhere. Uh, I, I don't get it, man. I don't get it. I think it was in Ireland. I think it was in Ireland. I don't think that's Poland's uh, native tongue there, Nathaniel Green. I'm pretty sure that's Ir- Irish. Uh, but... Nathaniel Green, um, I think you're what we call a BMK. I think you're a troll. Uh, that's just my gut instinct. You're going to have to become a member because I'm probably going to block you soon. Uh, I, I don't do the trolls no more. We're getting rid of you. If you're not a member, become one. Um, and then we have a Discord, Slap Nation. Become a member of that as well. Uh, made-up human cartoons are here, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if you know this, but made-up humans are here to stay. You got to be shitting me. I'm non-binary. A cartoon horse. I'm non-binary. Dog, you got to be kidding me. Like, we got made-up human cartoons now for the babies? For the kids? For the babies? Oh, man. It is unbelievable, dog. Unbelievable. I don't know what's going on, man. We are just all over the place. It's pretty bad. Um, remember when everybody said the water lines over the last 100 years have really been changed? Remember how, how low we say the water has gotten? Some people say global warming's really made the water levels higher. Some people have said it's lowered the water levels. California just got out of a drought. Clap it up. Um, I got to talk about my home state. I got to talk about my home state just for a minute. Um, But I wanted to show you something real talk before we get into some football. Uh, This is what catastrophic sea level rise looks like. 1898, 2017. Exact same. Everybody's worried about the sea level. Well, how about this weird-ass sea level? Unprecedented climate change has caused sea level at Sydney Harbor to rise approximately 0.0 centimeters over the last 140 years. (laughs) 140 years, there's been absolutely no change in the water level. So, I don't know. I don't know. Um... 
We're going to see. TJ, check this out, though. I'm not done, dog. I'm not done. Check this out. Big Bear, Sierra Mountains, California. On the left side is a picture of the ski lift, and it's basically in dry land. No, all trees, no snow. To the right is just last week, 53 feet of snow. You see the ski lift is covered in full snow. 53 feet of snow, dog, is unbelievable. Wait till that shit washes down. We are now out of a drought, ladies and gentlemen. California, no more drought. No more drought, California. But now welcome to flood and mudslides. <laughs> That's what's about to happen. That is what's about to happen. I haven't seen Lake Mead. I saw Lake. Uh, I saw Mono Lake in Cali. I saw uh, a few other lakes that were completely dry, that are completely full uh, over the last few months. Um, I'm glad to see it. I'm just sorry that the, when the melt, when the snow melts, uh, they're going to be flooded. They've opened the dams in several lakes in California and the Sierras because they're scared of this snow runoff that is going to absolutely flood uh, Northern California, which is already underwater right now. Um, Lake Powell's back up, right? Lake Powell's already back up. So uh, I don't know, man. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Um, I, I, I said it yesterday. I think that the Bengals should sign Orlando Brown Jr. I think he's the best available right now. Um, if the, it depends though. You got, you got, you have, uh, my main man from, uh, Laramie Tun or whatever his name is, uh, from Houston, um, Laramie, big Laramie. Who names your kid Laramie, by the way? Just put a J on it, homie. Call him Jeremy. God Damn. Uh, anyway, he's probably the best out there, him and Orlando Brown. The Bengals need help up front, but so do everybody else. So I don't know what's going to happen with that. Um, we're going to see. We're going to see who they end up getting. Um, Laramie Tunzel or whatever, yeah. Uh, we're going to see what ends up happening. Um This dude, man, um, was taking a shit and uh, got disturbed. I don't know if you've seen it. Um, Come on, man. Whoa, what the fuck, man? I'm taking this. Stand up off the toilet now. What the fuck? Stand up off the toilet now. Stand up. What the fuck, man? I'm just. Stand up. I'm going to give you an opportunity to pull your pants up. And let's get this taken care of. We're done having this discussion, bud. I told you I needed you to come out and chat with me. Now I told you we asked, we're going to escalate it, and we're to that point. Okay, can I can I wipe my ass, so please? Put your phone down. Put the phone down. Wow. Put your hand. Can I wipe my ass? God damn. Can I wipe my ass? Um. Before my main man Jeff Nadu joins us to talk March Madness, um. I gotta get into I gotta get into something real quick. Uh, this girls' basketball team in Vermont was suspended and found ineligible to play um, after refusing to play against a team with a made-up human. 
Um, now you can take consider the source. It's baller alert. Um, I don't know. I've researched it up. I've seen it online. I've seen some reports on it. So I don't know if it is 1000% accurate in this degree of how it happened. I don't know. But everything that I found shows that it happened. I'm just trying to figure out, is this the complete story? Vermont High School girls basketball team found ineligible to play after refusing to play against a team with a made-up human. First of all, I want to shout out this team. I want to shout that team out for refusing to play, number one. Number two, um, number two, bottom line is, dog, I really, I really urge all of you out there who are on the side of getting canceled by cancel culture to fight back. We outweigh the cancel culture people. But you don't know it because you don't fight back and say anything. The cancel culture people only cancel you because you don't say nothing back. Start standing your ground and drop your nuts, people. The narrative has to change if enough people do it. But you guys don't get that. You guys are so scared of being canceled. How about we outweigh the cancels? Why don't you start talking back? God damn. It don't make no sense. Um, dog, the majority is getting canceled by the minority because the majority won't speak up. Just keeping it real. All right. Um, let me get into this real quick. I want to know why... Andrew Wiggins has got a pass. See, if I go hard on Kyrie, then why ain't we going hard on Wiggins and Anthony Davis and anyone else who fucking can't do their job? Like, what happens to people who don't show up for work? This is a real question. Fired, right? They're fired, right? I mean, what the hell are we doing? Setting a hell of a precedent, huh? That is what I think. I think we're setting a hell of a precedent for these young cats, especially these TikTokers. Um, who are so enamored with likes and, 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 and followers and all this old shit that they don't care. They just want to work at home and be an Instagram model anyway. So let me be honest. How can I go hard on Kyrie and talk about him missing and having every excuse as to why he misses? Oh, coach, he had personal reasons. Shut the fuck up. The motherfucker had personal reasons every week. The motherfucker has more personal reasons than the attendance office. Like, I'm just confused. More excuses than the fucking attendance office at your school. <laughs> like, come on, man. I'm just like, God damn. So let me let me break this down real quick. Guaranteed contracts are a hell of a drug. I'll be real with you. I'll be real with you. I'll be real with you. Um, Dog, no, TikTok, I appreciate you defending me, but don't worry about the bitch make cats. They all want to talk. Um, and being being called racist is the least of our worries. <laughs> he knows damn well if he ever came to my hood, he'd get his ass fucking mollywopped. Tell his ass that. Come on out to Compton, motherfucker. See how racist I am. 
So here's the thing. I want to know where Wiggins is. What's that show? Where's Waldo? I want to know where Wiggins is. I was told last night Andrew Wiggins likely doesn't return for the season per Colin Coward. Colin Coward said Andrew Wiggins is most likely done for the season. Very confused. I'm very confused. Um, Very confused on where he's at. What's up with them? Why ain't nobody talking about Andrew Wiggins? Why has no one brought up Andrew Wiggins? He was a key factor in his Golden State team. I have yet to hear about Andrew Wiggins. Guess what I have heard? Golden State can't win on the road. They're the worst road team in the NBA. But if they get going, they could still win the championship. <laughs> I'm like sitting here like, damn, it's oxymoron. But let me ask something. Do you think Andrew Wiggins being gone for the last month is a reason they're horrible on the road, maybe? I don't know. He's probably their second-leading scorer at one point. I, I think he'd probably be a huge factor as to why they're not very good on the road. But yet, I've yet to hear anyone mainstream say, where is Andrew Wiggins? Why haven't we brought up Andrew Wiggins? You know why, dog? It's going to come out as mental health. You know why? Mental health's coming, dog. Mental health excuse is coming. Him and John Moran are in the same facility playing Fortnite, homie. Keep it 100. <laughs> Keep it real. Pound that like button for me. Pound the like button. Hit the like button. I appreciate you guys. Don't leave without hitting the like button for your boy. There's 500, 400 some people in here. Make sure you hit the like button. Subscribe today. Become a member today. Appreciate everybody yesterday. We had a big show yesterday. Uh, we're almost at like 700 likes. We had 800 people live. We should have had at least 800 likes. It ain't hard to hit the like button, dog. I, I broke it down. I gave shout out to Pat McAfee. He had 500,000 viewers live. And uh, he only had 23,000 likes. And I'm sitting there like, damn. Imagine that. 500,000 people live and you only get 20,000 likes. Let me ask you guys something. Is likes hard to do? Is hitting the like button hard to do on YouTube? I'm asking seriously. I don't know. I haven't really ever done it. So I'm just asking, is it hard to find the like button or something? I don't really know. I'm just asking for a friend or however you all say it on Twitter. I'm just asking for someone else. <laughs> um, Clippers. Clippers had a scary flight. Clippers had a scary flight, and I'm going to break this down as to what I mean by this Clippers having a scary flight. Um, the Clippers charter plane got struck by lightning on their way to Denver. No one wants to talk about this. Last month, it happened last month. The plane dropped in altitude several times, and shrieks could be heard from passengers in what some staffers called one of the worst moments they've experienced on a flight. Shortly after the Clippers landed safely in Colorado, the team saw a mark that took some of the paint off the tail of the Delta Airlines plane. The result of a midair lightning strike. All right. I want to break this down real quick. All right. First of all, you have the richest owner um, in sports, Balmer. All right. Why aren't you private? Mark Cuban's got the Dallas Mavericks on a private double-decker jumbo. 
Why are you flying Delta Airlines in 2023, Balmer? Maybe that's why Kawhi Leonard load manages so goddamn much. How about you get him a private fucking jet, Balmer? You're so rich, Tommy. All right, number one. That's number one. Number two. Let me break this down. I have been on a plane that's got hit by lightning. It's in my book. So I'm. We're flying back from Hawaii. I was. With, I was in the Arena Football League. We're flying back from Hawaii, and bad weather. So the air, the the pilot says we're gonna have to take a detour and go through Arizona. And I'm like, damn. So we have to go kind of go up and through Arizona to come in California the back way from Hawaii. Well, we get struck by lightning in Arizona. The entire power instrument, everything just went down. All we heard was it goes black. And God willing, the plane, unlike a helicopter, when it loses power, it just falls like this, right? A plane can glide due to its two wings, right? We don't have to be geniuses to figure this out. So we lost altitude, but we didn't really just drop and and, and nothing really happened. But I'm just telling you, we had cats in the aisle singing Kumbaya, praying to the gods, all that. And you could ask any of my boys. You could ask anyone on the team. Dog, I'm drinking whiskey. And I'm like, fuck it. What am I going to do? Am I going to get out this motherfucker and hold the plane up? No. All I'm getting ready to look, I'm looking around like if this thing goes down, I'm trying to get up under something. Well, literally about 45 seconds, I would say. Now, it it lasted like a California earthquake. California earthquake, so anyone knows it's, it's not from California. They only last 30 seconds, but it seems like it's 10 minutes. This is what it seemed like. It was a 30, 45 second power outage by the lightning strike on the airplane. FYI, lightning hits airplanes all the time. Um, They're insulated. Very rarely do they go down. They get hit all the time by lightning. Um, If you didn't know that, if you're not in the aviation world, I'm not, but I do know a lot of people. Um, Power came back on. All we heard was engines, boom, everything was back to normal. We landed safely. Uh, that is my lightning hitting the, 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 the plane story. I wanted to share that because the Clippers got hit, and I've heard other teams getting hit, but they don't release it. USC got hit going to Notre Dame a few years ago. I uh, got a couple buddies on the staff, and they were like, dog, that's the scariest shit I've ever seen. I'm like, yeah, yeah, because you don't know if that power comes back on. You don't know if that power comes back on and the engines kick back on. Now, if you're a good, experienced pilot like your boy did in the, in the Hudson River, you can land a plane um, due to the design. You can land a plane. Now, you're probably going to crash with no power, but you can land a plane and glide it down somewhat safely. Um, I don't know if you're going to save everybody, but um, you can do it. You can do it. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Um John Lawrence said, Coach Brown, the ultimate story fabricator. Yeah, because I just wanted to wake up this morning and tell up and make up lies. <laughs> Live golf. Charles Barkley says, the audacity of all these so-called pro-American haters using their Chinese phones to claim Saudi Arabia is against my beliefs are stupid. I full agree. I said this literally a year ago. 
People just talk with no remorse, zero accountability. They have no consequences for what they say, knowing damn well they would leave their Walmart jobs for a better-paying Target job if they could. But they bitch about the live golfers making millions of dollars more than PGA golfers because of an outside group willing to pay like the Saudis. Get off your high horse, dog. Selective outrage, I cannot stand it. Selective outrage is what it is called. Let's just keep it real. Um, without further ado, man, we got to get our main man on the show. Um, Jeff Nadu, Barstool's very own. Uh, I'm gonna pull up his. Uh, I'm gonna pull up his ticker on the bottom. Make sure you guys follow him. Um, a lot of you already do. Um, appreciate. It. He's a great personality, man. He's gonna. He's gonna help. He's gonna join the show. He's been. He's been uh, nice enough to join the show, man. Once a week. And uh, we have to get him on here today because it's March Madness. It's March Madness, and uh, and we're gonna get these uh, we're gonna get these uh, brackets picked today. Um, and I and I got him for about a good thirty minutes. So welcome, my main man Jeff Nadu, to the show. <laughs> Jeff, what up, man? What's up, Coach? How are you? Nice you to good? see you. I'm doing well. How are you? Hanging in there, man. Zeke Elliott got released. Um, is he going to be an Eagle? Uh, I don't think. I mean, Eagles lose Miles Sanders, but they got Rashad Penny. That would be wild if he was, because for years we've hated him in this town. So I don't think. I don't think. But I would accept him. I would accept him. Kick is still play. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Um... I don't know, man. It's going to be interesting uh, next few days. The Lamar Jackson saga, the Aaron Rodgers basically saying nothing on McAfee, which I predicted he would. It would be all fluff. We already knew he was going to a jet. Um, I, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how this thing folds. But I think that trade is holding up the Lamar trade for or, or the acquisition, I should say. Um, but it looks like Lamar is probably going to be a Raven, and I wouldn't be surprised if Lamar sits out next year half the damn season because just similar to what uh, Le'Veon Bell did. Uh, happy. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised at all because $133 million, accordingly, uh, even though it's $44 million a year or whatever, isn't enough, I guess. And, uh, uh, man, I don't know. It's going to be very interesting in these next few days. I think Zeke's old. As you know, DBs and running backs – they age really, really quickly in this game, man. They, they, they could be a 24-year-old dude with a 35-year-old body in this game. Uh, running backs, corners. That's why the Cowboys didn't give a lot up for, for, for uh, the, the guy from the Colts. Well, you know, uh, um, the big thing here yesterday was Darius Slay. They say at the beginning of the day, Darius Slay is going to be released, and the town goes up in arms. Yeah. Then by the end of the night, that's no – it's fine. He's actually coming back. They're going to structure a deal. They would have had a major problem if they lost Darius Slay. Didn't need Darius Slay. You need him here. You didn't need him to go. Yeah, there, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot going on, man. There's a lot going on. It's going to be interesting the next few days. Yesterday, Lamar was put on the clock, so to speak, so now people could talk to him. I know Kobe Brissett got signed by Washington. Um, I don't believe that is a deterrent to me. See, I broke it down. Uh, it's not a big deterrent for me. This is why Baltimore built this roster around Lamar Jackson years ago, and their backup was RG3. The backup to him was a guy named McSorley from Penn State. Uh, very athletic, very uh, similar in skill set. 
I could see, and then you get rid of RG3, he retires, and who do you go get? You get Huntley. And every quarterback, if RG3 goes down, is a very is basically a poor man's Lamar Jackson. So the offense doesn't change. My point is Washington getting Brissett doesn't deter me from saying that, oh, they're not going after him no more. So they're gonna you're telling me Sam Howell's the foregone conclusion starter, or you're telling me that Brissett is gonna be the starter. Brissett to me is more of a Geno Smith style. He can throw it. He's a better passer. Um, and he's there than, if you need him. Than, than Howell, obviously. But he can still run. And so can Sam Howell. So now you get Lamar in there and you have what's Baltimore built several years ago. You still have quarterbacks who can run the same offense that Eric Bieniemy wants to run. So you don't have to change offenses similar to what Chicago does when – Fields goes down and you bring in a guy like Andy Dalton, you have to go right from spread option to pro style because you have to install two offenses. A lot of people don't understand how football really works. But in Baltimore, the offense stayed the same under Coach Roman and a good friend of mine and a hell of a coach. The offense stayed the same. So they put all their peas in one pod, man, and that's why you don't have any receivers in Baltimore. Um, Washington at least has McLaurin. I guess my question to you, Baltimore with Lamar, Washington with Lamar. What team are you taking right now? Baltimore. Really? Still, huh? Of course. I mean, their defense is still nasty. I love Harbaugh. I love that organization in general. I I mean, just a great drafting team as well. Just the way they run their operation, I just love it. But that said, I mean, I don't want to see Lamar in Washington personally. Because I'm an Eagle guy, and I got to see them twice a year. In the end, he's still a good quarterback. Yeah. I have a question for you, though. Yeah. If you're – let's say you're – I know at one point you were a quarterback, right? Yeah. Let's say Aaron Rodgers, right? You go to New York, and you got to hear that little punk, Zach Wilson, talking, you know what, about this this nonsense. Come on, man. Shut the hell up. I don't I this is what I hear. Let me let me give it some context because I think people get the first thing smoking and run with it. If you noticed in the interview, they didn't say Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers, uh, this was from what I understand, this was a few days ago or actually a week ago or more, and they didn't know who they were going after in the quarterback market. And that's why they said, Hey, if we bring in a quarterback, they didn't say Aaron Rodgers. If we brought in somebody and he's like, I'm a, my job is to give him hell. So I just want to clarify, he didn't say Aaron Rodgers, but Hey, well, hey, Jason, yeah, we he, call him the Mormon milf hunter here. He ain't the kind of he ain't the kind of dude to do that and say that type of thing. Like you're, it's not like you've been a good quarterback. Yeah, it's not like you're like this star that New York has to have. The hell are you to talk like that? I don't expect Aaron Rodgers. But. I mean, he's the Mormon milf hunter on this show. We call him the Mormon milf hunter. I love it. I love it. <laughs> uh, I mean, so I'm, I, I'm not Mormon, but I'm a milf hunter, so this is fine. Hey, that's what I'm talking about. Hey, short, fast, skinny, and tall. I fuck them all. Hey, so let me ask you <laughs> something. Um, I got to ask you. We got – so so Rodgers comes on on, on McPhee, does the – he blocks he blocks Adam Schefter, and Adam Schefter retweets it, and he wants – it's all about clicks and likes, dog. We're, that's all we write, retweets and likes. Um, we, we got all this shit going on. The, the world is crazy right now. Um, dog, I – I think the Packers are going to weigh this thing out. I said it yesterday on my show before you went on McAfee. I said if I was the Packers, I would string this thing out like a mug. Because if you if you notice, every time 
Rogers goes public, which he says he doesn't like to do, but he's on a show every day. But anyway, uh, he throws shots at the Packers. He throws shots at them. And uh, it, I don't know, because of Aaron's popularity, can the Packers afford to string it out and then be labeled a bad organization and worry about getting free agents in the future? So I would think that the Packers do this rather quickly. But on the other end of it, I'm like, maybe they're like, screw this. We're going to wait because we're not going to just give him up for nothing. He's still a, he's still a product, and, and he belongs to the Packers right now. Mm-hmm. Um, do you see this being held out till the draft in April, or do you think this happens fast? I feel like this thing has been drawn out. For, how long have we been doing this Packers-Aaron Rodgers thing? I mean, seriously, it, 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 felt, it felt like – 20 years every year he's unhappy wants to go somewhere else but then he still comes back and plays and he's still there listen i hope for his his saneness he does get moved it's clear he don't want to be there it's clear he's ready to move on i hope i hope it doesn't get drawn out because i'm sick and tired of hearing about it and quite on i think everybody is i I mean it's it's it seems like it's been drawn out for 15 years i feel like i was in high school when he he got drafted i mean it's Hey man, you 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 burn the uh, midnight oil, man. You you go out every night? No, I don't go out every night. I mean, I go out a, a few nights, but not every night. No. Where you go? Like just clubs in Philly? Yeah. So I live in a town outside of Philly, and we actually have a pretty good scene here, to be honest. So, um, yeah. So this is the good thing about where I live at. So I live in a county where there's a lot of Amish in the county, right? Yeah, but right. I live in the city part, and then JB in the city part, we have one of the biggest. Spanish populations on the East Coast. So there's a bunch of Puerto Rican women, Cuban women, all, all sorts. So I have a good time out here. Hell yeah. I, be, I see, man. I'm like, damn. Uh, TikTok, come on over to YouTube live. We're here. Peace. We're going to pick our bracket. Um, all right. I got to ask you something. I see you do a lot of basketball stuff on your social media. And I'm like, I want to know why mainstream media and why people have yet to talk about Andrew Wiggins. Like, where is Waldo, that show? Where is Andrew Wiggins? I, I want to know where this guy's been and why nobody's talking about him. Because I'm be honest with you, Jeff, I went, I go hard on Kyrie, and I'm like, dog, I don't have any sympathy for Kyrie. Every single day, it seems like Kyrie has a personal reason. Uh, most people get fired for having this many personal reasons. Where is Andrew Wiggins' talk? I haven't seen it, and I wonder... Why no one's talking about how bad they are on the road? Well, because Andrew Wiggins ain't played in two damn months. That's one reason, but nobody's even mentioned that. Yeah, it's been uh, 13 games, I believe, that Andrew Wiggins has just disappeared. I guess this whole goes out to, like, do you do you press these people on their personal lives? I mean, obviously, they claim that it's something very private and it's some crazy stuff. What does that mean? Is that – you know, mentally, is that somebody dying? You know, is it a, you know, I'm not saying it, but is it a job Moran situation? Like, what, what are we doing here? What's going on here? Um, it's all a question. And, and I hate to always bring it back to Philly, but I remember, you know, he, several years ago, we had certain players, like uh, Lane Johnson had, you know, certain issues. You know, do, do you press it? Do you, do, you, do you press it and ask about it? It's I don't know. It's it's a weird situation, though, for sure. I guess it's a family matter, whatever that means. Yeah, I mean, dog, cry me a river, dog. Mental weakness is a real thing. Um, 
John, yeah, but you're right. I think you have a job to do, right? Your job is to play basketball. That, whatever, however you want to swing it, you're under contract, and that's your job, right? I, I mean, that's really what it is, dog. And, and, and the common folk out here, you and I, we can't afford to miss work, right? Because at the end of the day, they can replace us very easily. And uh, that is why a lot of these player-driven – that's why I'm like, fuck player empowerment. Like, we give these cats contracts that are unbelievable, and that is the ultimate drug right now. It's a hell of a drug, too. Like, these these contracts that are, that are guaranteed and that are uh, – how do you guarantee a man a contract, Jeff – and, and then on the know. flip side, on the flip side though, he demands a trade under contract. <laughs> I, I'm that's, just telling you, that's always been a major question to me, and in, 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 in general, you know, with everything that the, these guys have, I mean, it's, you know, it, it's 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 a great life, good for them. I I mean, I wish it were me, um, but yeah, I feel like at some point though, as a player and as as you know, you have some sort of allegiance to the team and, and, and to the fans don't, don't I guess you should tell the uh, oppose yeah you know, the other players and that's all you think need to know right but do you think you owe something to the organization and to the fans and to everyone else I, I guess he just tells the team and that's enough for him hey uh so your thoughts on the Eagles offseason I had J- Chase Sr. he covers his Eagles and the 49ers he's on my show every Wednesday and he he, he killed it yesterday for me he had a lot of insight he actually called the slay thing right here on the show uh let me ask you better or worse right now since Super Bowl uh I would say I think they're probably the same I mean I I don't I'm not real that worried with who they lost so far whether it's you know Sanders I, look I've haven't been a big Sanders fan for years. His consistency in running East-West instead of North-South annoys me. Um, I don't really mind that. T.J. Edwards, nice player, but, you know, I think they can improve at that position. You weren't going to be able to keep everyone in that defensive line, and Javon Hargrave's the odd man out. I think in the draft, you go out and grab – They remember, Coach, they have a couple of, of early picks. They have a top a top 10 pick, so – I'm not real worried about it. The fact that I think if you can keep uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, that's the huge one. If you can keep him around as well as Slay and Bradbury, I think you have a real good group. Um, But, yeah, losing Hargrave sucked. um, But you knew you weren't going to be able to keep everyone on that group. And they lost two linebackers I thought is critical. But the Niners have also declined, in my opinion, on the roster. And still, I like Sam Darnold. Contrary to a lot of people's belief, I actually think he's going to be okay. I think the Niners were a great team to go to. He's been he's had four head coaches, five offensive coordinators, similar to what Daniel Jones had. And when I called it last year, Daniel Jones is going to have a great season under Dayball because he's going to have some foundational structure. The same thing with Sam Darnold. I coached against Sam in high school. Um, I've known him a long time, California kid, right here in SoCal. I think he has a hell of an opportunity to show people that he's better than you think, um, especially in Shanahan's offense with that team. I don't, I'm not surprised if he's the guy next year because I don't believe in Trey Lance. He ain't played in four damn years, really. He played FCS football four years ago. He got hurt but, last but year. But how many, how many quarterbacks are you going to have on that roster? And I, that's I, that thing, too. And now I you're talking you about four. Yeah. I'm like, hold on. Lamar Jackson now? I, 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 here's it is, the thing. 
We can talk all we want. Shanahan has failed miserably at the quarterback position, and that is the sole reason they have not won a Super Bowl. I will say uh, I was at that game when 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 they lost all the quarterbacks. Um, I will say that was one of the first times I've ever felt bad for another team. Like, I just – they – it was just hard to watch, man. They just couldn't throw the football, man. And it was just – it's obviously, you know, Coach, it's bad when you can't throw the football in a football game. Um, yeah. You know, well, but, see, uh, back in the day, we used to do a thing when you couldn't throw the football. We used to do this thing called fucking run it. That's the yeah. problem. We don't run the football no more. Buffalo wouldn't run Singletary. You got, you got you got all this weight on Josh Allen, who's not ready yet to take his team by himself. And that's that. Just so we know, when Von Miller went out, that clearly showed you who the MVP of that team was. It's Von Miller. It ain't fucking Josh Allen. That's how crazy that is. But see, the uh, pro- the problem though is when you. You, running is fine when you have the ability to still throw too, and you could set you know the defense. Well, that's up. what you got to run for though. They yeah. were, they pass to run, and right. that's a very very bad recipe uh, to try True. to dabble into. There's only been a few teams that have been able to throw to run, and that's probably that Tampa team that won the Super Bowl. Probably a couple New England teams that won the Super Bowl. Most teams run to set up pass, play action, boot naked, etc. Most teams don't throw to run. But right. that just is what it is in Buffalo. They better figure it out. And that's why I like the Henry trade. That's why I like Jamal Williams possibly going there. Uh, I don't mind Zeke, but Zeke, to me, is just damaged goods, man. I think he's old. I think he's going to have to go be a journeyman somewhere on a mid-level exception somewhere on some roster. Um, Let me ask you one question. Uh, yeah. Do you think if someone in your chat saying that if the Niners would have had Sam Darnold, they would have beat the Eagles that day? Man, I said if the Niners had um, Jimmy G, they would have beat the Eagles. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I mean, they I, still I, gave up, what, 38 points? No, 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 no. I don't agree with that. I'm confused. I, I misspoke. Uh, the Eagles were beating that team regardless of who was Super Bowl uh, a quarterback. I think Joe Montana could have been the quarterback. The Eagles were going to win that game. Uh, I want to go back and talk about Dallas. I think Dallas beats Frisco the week before. Yes, yes. If Cooper Rush is the quarterback. Yeah, I think anybody other than Dakota Prescott, I agree. I Look, both quarterbacks were heinous that game, but you're right. Anybody other than Dak, they probably would have won. I agree. What? By the way, I still go back to that last play. Uh, now, look, I mean, you're probably not going to do much with a second or two, but what the hell was that? I'm still looking back on that and saying, what the hell was that? I, I don't know. That, that to me, man, there's so many questionable things. But let, let me ask you this, though. Yeah. You asked, you're asking, everyone's hyping up Shanahan. He choked in the Super Bowl as a play caller. He choked in the Super Bowl as a head coach. Yeah. Up big in both. Like, why doesn't he get enough heat? But Sean McDermott gets a lot of heat in Buffalo. And I'm sitting there thinking he took a team from the bottoms and made them a team that you now bet on every year as a Super Bowl odds-on favorite, which still blows my mind. Yeah. But wonder why I, I wonder why Shanahan and certain people get a pass. Maybe because Shanahan's daddy. It's a good maybe question. because of the Niners uh, organization. Um, I don't know. I it's just uh it's a good question because you know you look at a lot of the other younger coaches like kind of in that grouping you know now it's Sirianni it you know you have 
Sean McVay, obviously. You know, you have you have guys that have had success. He is the one guy that has evaded any sort of success. Uh, I think it probably has to do with his father. You know, obviously his father was a coach uh, and a good coach. Um, you know, and look, John Lynch has done a nice job with that group. But yeah, you have to wonder in a year or two, is he going to be more into the Mike show? I think he should be. He's not this boy genius that we seem to think he is. He's a good coach, yeah. but when's that going to translate into success? Yeah, I don't know. Um, Maureen in the in the in the in the chat said, uh, "Bracket talk, please." Your title says March Madness, not NFL talk. Well, you're not even a member, and you could kick fucking rocks. I really don't give a fuck. Are you producing the show, motherfucker? Um, so anyway, um, oh, I, I gotta go off on some of these motherfuckers sometimes. Well, I also wanted to, it, but if, since you're doing it, can I do it? Yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, this, this motherfucker in here is talking about he's a married man and he don't go to clubs. You got a grown man on here talking about he goes to clubs. Listen, bro, I'm 33. I live one life. Okay, I gotta go. I gotta do what I gotta do and have a good time. Wait, what they say? This dude saying that I don't as as a as a grown man. I guess he thinks I'm older than I am or something. Maybe I don't know, but he's saying that. You got a grown man in here talking about he goes to clubs. Like I like I'm shouldn't go to clubs because I'm 33. I give a fuck less what a human does. Like, why are we so worried about another motherfucker? That's what I don't get, Jeff. Yeah. I well, walk that's... around this world and I'm sitting there like, why are you so worried about my motherfucking ass? I call them dick riders, Jeff. I don't know what you call them. I call them dick riders. And most of these people live thousands of miles away and will never meet me or nothing. They, they don't know the kind of person I am. They don't know what I did in my 20s and what I didn't do. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, I don't know, it's weird, man. It's yeah, weird. I get it. Also, hey, what, what's, what's hey, wrong with Biggie Smalls, by the way? Uh, yeah, I, we got we got producers in the show. We got all kind of shit, man. It's unbelievable. The motherfuckers act like they're producing the show from afar. I'm like, this damn. This dude's talking about what's wrong with Biggie Smalls, bro? I, I, yeah. <laughs> He's a legend. His birthday just passed. Come on. What are we doing here? <laughs> hey, next they're going to talk about take down Jordan and put up LeBron pitcher. Um, hey, I'm surprised no one has. Bunch of weirdo fucks. Uh, all right, I'm going to share this screen, Jeff. I got this set up, man. We're going to see if I could not fuck it up because I'm horrible at technology. I want to see what it does. Oh, my goodness. There we go. All right. Let Marine, me see. here's your wish, Marine. Let me see if I can make this big here. All right, let me get rid of the ticker on the bottom. See, I do everything my goddamn self. I don't have no fucking producer. Maureen, can you come on <laughs> over and fucking produce the show for me? Uh, let's see. All right, here we go. All right, so yeah. Jeff and I are going to go through this. I'm going to try to I'll, – I'll see if I can scroll. Oh, yeah, it scrolls and it moves. And this one moves. Oh, shit. I'm good, man. All right. So, obviously, Jeff, you can break down some insight on each team briefly as you go through it. You know that you're the basketball head more than me. I'm sure we're both taking Alabama, right? Yeah, Alabama's going to rip up uh, Corpus Christi. Corpus Christi plays very fast, which isn't what you want to do. Alabama's going to run in transition all day. They'll probably score 100 in that game, surely. All right, you got Maryland, West Virginia. I'm going to rock with West Virginia. Agreed. I think they're more physical. I don't like their coach, Kevin Willard, out of Maryland. Maryland's coach is a guy that doesn't win in this tournament. Give me Bob Huggins over Willard. Also, JB, a good thing to note to all your viewers, I would not run to bet Big Ten teams in this tournament. I, I just 
they weren't great on the road all season, getting out of their buildings. It's a big home court conference. Uh, I think West Virginia is a little more physical. They're from a great conference. Give me the uh, give me the Big Twelve team there. I agree. All right, San Diego State, Charleston. I've got to, I've got to actually watch. I haven't watched a shitload of basketball college wise, but San Diego State's on my nor- nor- national TV, on my local TV all the time. I'm an hour away. Uh, five seed. I thought was pretty pretty fair to them. Um, maybe they. I thought they could have been a six or a seven, but they are pretty good. They just don't play in that powerhouse conference. It's not like they're in the Pac-12 with UCLA and Arizona. But they are pretty talented. They're long. They're athletic. They can get out on the edge, on the wing, and run. Uh, from what I saw, uh, they live around the rim uh, with athleticism. they got a lot of L.A. kids that are athletic. Uh, I like them over Charleston. Yeah, one of the best programs on the West Coast, really, over the last 10 years. They built a, a great group out there. I do. I agree. I laid the four in this game, to be honest. I think they win quite handily. Uh, JB, Charleston's a team that, that's going to see – you're going to see a big number next to the name. They won a lot of games, but it was against a lot of bad teams. They want to play really fast. San Diego State's going to slow them down, make them play in the half court. They're longer. They're more lengthy. They're more athletic. I like the Aztecs as well. This is a trendy upset pick. I don't see it. All right. Um, yeah, I don't see it either. All right, Virginia Furman. Um Furman's scary, right? Uh, that's what I've heard. I've heard Furman has some some uh, uh, NBA talented kid at the at the forward spot. I don't know. I haven't seen Furman. Uh, I like Virginia though, and their pedigree and their experience. I'm rocking with Virginia. I'm on the left side, by the way. You're on the right side. Yeah, I I, I hate to keep agreeing. I, I but I don't agree here. I, I think Furman is a better team, uh, to be honest. Virginia is not playing well as we come into this tournament. Furman's a group they can spread you out. They're one of the best offenses in America. Nobody talks about. They're well coached. They got three or four kids that can score. And against Virginia, if you can shoot the basketball, you're gonna win the game because they're gonna pack everything in, give you the three point line. I think Furman can make enough shots. I think they win this game. They're a great rebounding team too, which is what I want when it comes. Uh, Jeff has Furman on the right side, your left, my left, um, your right. Um, I got Virginia. All right, Creighton, NC State. I got Creighton actually going pretty far in this tournament, so I'm rocking with Creighton on the left. Uh, Jeff, you like Creighton or NC State? Well, I think what you said is uh, completely right. I, I think they are, are not being talked about enough in this tournament. Uh, I think they have one of the best defenses in this field. Uh, this is a great matchup for them in the first round. This is one of my favorite bets of this uh first a day or two i agree i think they can make a run to the final four wouldn't surprise me they were my a top five team to me coming into the season so yeah yeah, i I agree with you i like creighton baylor usb here's my first round upset pick i'm taking university santa barbara over baylor baylor hasn't played very well this year i think they're hyped on their rating as a three i don't think they're playing that good right now uh, they struggled this year. They're not the team that beat Gonzaga a couple years ago. They're not that athletically gifted force up front. I'm just going to take somebody to shock them. I got to take it to change the bracket up. I'm taking Santa Barbara. Yeah, one thing about Santa Barbara, they have two great guards in Mitchell and Pierre-Louis. They also have a great starting five. They're not a real deep team, though, and that's problematic to me. And Baylor, I think, is just a better version of Santa Barbara, a significantly better version. Um, are they the team of a year or two ago? No, but I think they're still good. Um, I have a few of these that I think can make a make a run or win a game. I don't see it. I like Baylor. Okay. Um, Utah State, Missouri. Uh, Utah State's actually favored in the game as a 10 seed over the 7 seed Missouri. Um, 
I got co- buddies of mine that coach at Utah State in football. Um, I've got to actually see them play uh, a couple teams. They got to play. I, I got to see them play uh, San Diego State and a couple other teams this year. They can really stroke it. They can really shoot it. They can get out and run. Um, I think they're going to beat Missouri, even though they are the favorite in this seating, which is crazy. They're a 10 in their favorite, but that's Vegas line. I'm taking Utah State to beat Missouri. I agree. I, I think this game is probably first to 80 wins. Both these teams can score efficiently. But you're right. I mean, you, you, you have a good scouting report on Utah State. They have a couple of kids that can shoot the rock. Steven Asher, Taylor Funk. Pretty good defensive team as well. I agree. I, I don't – I will say, man, the Mountain West is hard to back in this tournament. They don't win much, but um, I, I think they beat Missouri. Um, but it'll be a high-scoring game. Uh, Arizona-Princeton. I'm taking Arizona. Princeton will try to slow it down. It's not the Raleigh-Massimino-Princeton, but it is a team that will still run uh, motion offense, and they'll pass the ball four times like fucking Indiana Hoosiers. Uh, back in the day uh, in the movie with Gene Hackman. So I don't know what you think, but I'm going to roll with Arizona. I got Arizona going a couple rounds at least, um, even though UCLA is my pick and out of the Pac-12. I'm taking Arizona to win this one. Yeah, look, Arizona will win. They are huge. I don't love their guard play. They'll win this game. I will say, from a viewer standpoint, they have this kid, Princeton, this Tosan Abasiam. He's from London. He's a point center, really impressive player. Uh, I think he's great, but I don't think they have enough otherwise. I agree. That's how soft we are in America, Jeff. Point center. A fucking full-on oxymoron. (laughs) Um, All right. uh, Purdue, Freddie Dickinson. I'm going to rock with Purdue. Purdue's got a lot of hype all year long. I just don't see a 16 beating a one this early. Well, I don't know if you heard their coach last night after you. They said they think they can beat Purdue. Um, I think Purdue's a really weak one seed, but FDU um, is JB, the smallest team in this field. The smallest team in this field. Now they got to go up and play a kid that's seven foot four. He might score fifty. Uh, yeah, I, I, Purdue will win. This will be a high scoring game because FDU plays no defense and and it's going to run up and down. I agree. Um, all right, let's get through the first round real quick because I only got about ten minutes with you. Um, Memphis FAU. I'm going to rock with FAU in this one. Um, you. Agreed. I, I think this is the most interesting game on the card, but two great groups, two good guard plays. I agree, though. I think FAU beats Memphis. I think they can shut down Kendrick Davis. Oral Roberts, Duke. I think Duke got screwed in the seeding. I think they were a three seed at least. Uh, I think they're playing as well as anyone late. Um, I do like them. I like the young head coach learning from Mike Krzyzewski and getting it done. Uh, I do have Duke kind of going pretty far in this tournament, but if it do, if they do struggle, it'll be this game early. Oral Roberts presents a few problems that no one really talks about. They got a real long center in there that can really stop the block the shots at the rim. He can affect some things. Um, Duke great on defense. I, I, I'm going to go with Duke because of the tradition, but Oral Roberts I don't believe is going to be a pushover in this one. Or Roberts is one of the best scorers in the country, Max Aismas. However, uh, they have played no one, and there's no one playing better than Duke right now. I have Duke in the final game, uh, if I'm being honest. Uh, Duke uh, wins. But I think Or Roberts can hang around and, and, and keep it close. Uh, I'm going to take Tennessee over Louisiana. Horrible. This is the worst matchup on the card to me. Louisiana is going to very much struggle to score. I, I like Tennessee as well. Kentucky-Providence. I'm going to rock with Providence. Uh I'm not a true believer in Cal in the in the tournament. He should have had he, he should have four rings. Um, 
I think he gets out coached by lesser paid coaches every year. Uh, I'm going to roll with Providence to uh, beat Kentucky. Well, Kentucky's fully healthy now, which is concerning if you're Providence. Cooley's good as an underdog. It's a, it's a tough game. I lean Kentucky, though. I'm going to take them to advance here. All right, K-State, Montana State. I'm going to take K-State. Uh, I don't know anything about either team. I know K-State's athletic, and I know they can shoot from the wing. Um, I don't know anything about Montana State. I'm just going to roll with K-State because of the ranking on this one. Montana State has two good bigs. They can score, but I, I Kansas State's too much. They're too good. They're obviously in the Big 12. When you can't decide, you just take the better team. Kansas State. Yeah, uh, Michigan State SC, uh, West Coast SC, not as good as they've been in the last few years, uh, but the Pac-12 seems to do good in the pack in the tournament early on every single year, which doesn't really get a lot of talk about. I mean, we've had we've had four teams in the Elite 8 over the last few years. We've had six teams in the Sweet 16 over the last few years. Pac-12 does well in the tournament early. I'm going to take SC to beat Michigan State, which is not the same Michigan State Izzo-led team that they've been. Good thought, but I don't believe this is those USC teams. Give me Izzo over Enfield. I think Michigan State, if they're on and they, they kind of do their thing, they can make a run. They have they have a great starting five, two good guards. So I like Michigan State. I bet them, actually. All right, uh, Marquette, Vermont. I'm taking Marquette. I got Marquette actually advancing pretty deep. So I'm going to go with Marquette in this one. If you're a gambler, Vermont hangs around in these games because they make threes and they don't turn it over and they're well coached. Do they win? No. Marquette will win, though. Um, Houston, Northern Kentucky. Northern Kentucky, uh, from a buddy of mine who's an insider who I'll have on my show tomorrow, uh, he says Northern Kentucky is a scary, scary opponent for Houston. Um, I don't know anything about him. He knows every single team in America. I'm still rocking Houston. I think they're just going to be too athletic at the end of the day. But Northern If, Kentucky, if you give me 15 seconds, I'll tell you why they're not a bad matchup for Houston. All right, go ahead. Houston sees more zone virtually than anyone in America. The American uh, Commerce plays a lot of it. Houston, uh, I mean, Northern Kentucky may not get the 50 in this game. I think this is a horrific matchup for Northern Kentucky personally. I think Houston may win by 30. They're very good in the first half as well if you want to bet them. Houston advances – Okay. Uh, Auburn, Iowa. I know that's a tough matchup. That either t- one of these teams could be flipped in in uh, in their in their seating. I'm going to go with uh, Auburn, though. In nearly 25 years of coaching, Fran McCaffrey, the coach of Iowa, has never gotten past the round, the first two rounds. He's an awful coach. Give me Bruce Pearl all day, Auburn. All right, Miami, Kent. Uh, I mean, excuse me, Miami and Drake. I'm rocking Drake, man, and my main man. I love him. I love Patino. I'm rocking Drake. Well, Patino's at Iona. I mean, I'm sorry, not not Patino. Uh, my bad. I found. Hey, I feel like the dude. Uh, the barstool video you guys are sharing around when old girl said uh, the wrong fucking word uh, instead of what she say instead of mediocre, she said uh, methodical. Uh, methodical. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, um, Talk about I'm, intelligence. I'm taking Drake, man. I like Drake's shooters. I like Drake's shooters. They knock down the three. And they rotate the ball. I like to see them swinging the rock against a Miami team, which a lot of people like, but I think Miami's Miami in basketball. Yeah, Miami stinks defensively. That's the problem. The thing is, though, like, I think Drake could cover, but it's not enough points for me to get involved. I, when the rubber meets the road, I think Miami will find a way to win. I'm going to lean on the Hurricanes. All right. Um, let me see. We got about five minutes. Let, let, let me go through. You want to just go through this round? I don't know if we need to pick the whole thing. Uh, I don't know what no. you're doing tomorrow, but 
Uh, you got Miami, Indiana, Kent State. Uh, Kent, I think Kent is a team that could go to the Sweet 16. Kent State is really good. Um, Indiana, this is a matchup. I'm, this is the one team I didn't want Indiana to face. I like Kent State. Malik Jacobs is the best defender in the country. I'm taking Indiana. Iowa State, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh got in off the play-in. Um, I got to rock with Iowa State. Um, even though we've had a few play-in teams to make a run, I don't think Pittsburgh's the team that beat Mississippi State. Um in a game by one the other day. Well, this ain't much of a different matchup. Iowa State can't score either. Neither can Mississippi State. Something tells me Capel's boys, they could really shoot, and they didn't play real well and still won the game the other night. I'm going the other way, Coach. Give me the Pitt Panthers. All right. Uh, Xavier, State. I'm going Xavier all day. I got Xavier going a few rounds deep. Um, They're a great story, Kennesaw. Uh, They had one win two years ago, but, yeah, I'm not picking against Xavier either. A&M, Penn State. I got A&M actually playing Texas in the later rounds. I'm going to rock with A&M in this one. Agreed. I'm going to just leave it at that. All right, Texas. Uh, I like Texas going pretty far in this one. I I think they're playing well late. Uh, What they did at KU, even though Bill Self's uh, been been whatever, got some health issues, I think Bill Self will be back. Uh, I like Texas. Talk about a bullshit seed. Texas should have been a one seed. There are two, though. Yeah, I love Texas. I'm very high on this team. Uh, agreed. Colgate, hey, I'll tell you what, Coach. Colgate can shoot, though. That, that's a concerning matchup. They'll win, though. Kansas beats Howard, surely. All right. Arkansas, Illinois. Very interesting. Uh, I'm going to roll with Illinois. I'm going the other way. I, I think this is an ugly matchup. Two teams that can't score. But I, I love Musselman. I love their length. Give me the Razorback. All right, uh, St. Mary's VCU. I actually got St. Mary's making a little run here. Um, I like St. Mary's, even though Gonzaga beat them finally later in the season. St. Mary's uh, bodied them early. Gonzaga's not the same Gonzaga, but I do like St. Mary's from what I saw. Uh, I think they're a team that you don't want to play. They're always going to be the the, the, the the stereotypical white sound fundamental yeah. sound team. that's exactly uh, what they are you know that's what yeah. they are man uh, they have one of the best coaches in the country as well randy bennett and i'll tell you another thing um that gonzaga team they're not gonna have to play in this tournament other than if i believe it goes to the final so yeah st mary's is a brutal matchup for anyone in this tournament give me the gales all right um let's see we got uconn iona i know you're hyped a lot of people are talking to uconn i haven't got to see them i didn't even know uconn was a a formidable opponent this year um you know women take over nowadays ever since calhoun gave it up i'm gonna rock with uh uconn in this one against i mean i'm sorry i'm rocking with my boy patino in this one this is the game i was talking about i'm I'm gonna rock with uh iona yeah, this is an upset for me as well. Um, I just think schematically it's a bad matchup. Uh, Iona can force turnovers. You kind of struggle with that all year. You mentioned the Iona Patino effect. I love Iona. I think they can win this game, surely. I took the upset as well. All right, TCU, Arizona State, blew out Nevada last night. Bobby Hurley effect. Uh, he's got the Duke, pedig- Duke pedigree. Uh Man, Arizona State's played Arizona, beat them this year once. They played UCLA, played them tough all year. I'm going to rock with Arizona State in the upset, even though my kid Charles O'Bannon, my buddy Charles O'Bannon's son, Charles O'Bannon Jr. plays at TCU. Uh, I'm rocking Arizona State. Agreed. TCU has some problems right now. Player just left the team. Um, I don't love them defensively. I agree. That That's a pretty good team. Nevada should be ashamed for their performance. Oh, that's bad, and that's – 
Man, remember, that guy was at UCLA a few years ago and is a Bobby Knight disciple. He's been a horrible head coach since leaving Indiana. Alford, yeah. Uh, Gonzaga Grand Canyon. Now, Grand Canyon is very interesting. The brother of the head coach at Baylor, who used to be at Oregon. His brother was actually with me at Garden City, Kansas, Juco. Um, I'm rocking Grand Canyon. Stop it. Stop it. Listen, stop, coach. I'm a Gonzaga guy, man. Hey, no, it's the grain on a few picks. I like, I like Bryce Drew. Uh, he's a great coach. He hit that shot Valpo back in the day. But yeah, I'm not. Gonzaga is super underrated this year. No one's really talking about them. Um, they might score ninety. Give me Gonzaga. All right, scared money don't make money. Um, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. All right, Northwestern Boise. Uh, I don't know anything about Boise this year. I'm on. I'm rocking Northwestern just because of the conference. I think Boise could make the uh, Sweet 16. They're a tough defensive team. Can score the ball, too. They got a kid, Max Rice, he can really score. I like Boise. I think this is a bit of an upset here. Um, I wasn't a huge Northwestern guy. All right, you're taking Boise. Correct. All right, UCLA. I'm taking UCLA to go to the finals, so I don't know who you got. Listen, I think they win this game, but Drew Pember for Asheville is really good. I'm just going to say it. He could give them a problem because they're without two bigs right now. Watch that, Coach. But yeah. I know. I agree. UCLA, Clark being down. Is that his name, Clark? Clark, uh, yes. Man, that hurts, man. And I, I, I don't know. I'm hearing rumblings that the other kid that got hurt the other day against Arizona could be back. I don't know. But two rim protectors is a problem for me. But I love the experience with the guard. Uh and the experience of these kids playing together three years. Been Let me tell you something real real quick, though. UNC Asheville, 12th in America in experience. Listen, UCLA, has, they need to get at least the kid Bona back. That that would be a big yeah. get to get him back. But That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, This could be an I'm interesting one. Yeah. Um, what do you got going tomorrow? Can we pick the rest of these? Absolutely. I'll be here. Listen, Coach, I for you, anything. You oh man, you're the man, man. I appreciate you. And I gotta be up. I gotta be up early for the games anyway. So. All right, I'm gonna watch the games all day today. Smoke me a stick, drink me some yak. I gotta get you out to the West Coast, man. And hang out, and, and and we gotta go to the club. Uh, we don't go to clubs here too often. We'll get shot and killed, just like Philly, I'm sure. But I know you select where you go. Uh, same with me. That's why I built everything at my house, dog. Uh, I bring them here. I bring it here. Well, you know, it's you know, it's interesting you say that. I actually, as of yesterday, I'm actually buying a house myself. So Congrats. I might be I might be doing the same thing, uh, to be fair, in a couple hey, of months. I heard that. Congrats on the house, man. Um, yeah. my main man Steve Kim, who's uh who's an unbelievable encyclopedia of uh everything, he's a Miami alum, so I know he's gonna be mad at my Miami pick. Uh, Miami's going down. Miami's going down, Steve Kim. Good. Let's get back to spring football. Hey, 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 Jeff, do you remember Goonies? That was my main man right here. Shout out to you. Uh, how you doing? I was more in uh, gung-ho. I was not in Goonies. Popular <laughs> popular misconception there spread hey, by Jeff, coach. Man, I appreciate you. Let's do tomorrow. We'll pick the rest of the uh, teams. Sounds good. Look forward to it. Later, All guys. Right, Jeff, appreciate you. All right. My main man, uh, oops, uh, my main man, Jeff Nadu, uh, Barstool Sports. Uh all right, Steve, I got a lot of sh- – I don't know if you saw my picks, but uh, Miami plays uh, – Miami plays Drake. I'm rocking with Drake, first-round mm. upset. Well, I mean, I'll be honest with you. 
I've watched maybe a minute of college basketball. I know. I, I think it's just it's just a bad product. I you know I look the one and done I get, but there used to be a time I was a really big college basketball fan. Used to get all the magazines when they still had those. Used to really get into it. I can name you teams. Basically, most of their starting five from about the eighties to nineties. Uh, now the last college basketball player that I cared about was Zion Williamson. Other than that, it's just a bunch of games. You know, last year I went to Top Golf with some friends to watch the Final Four. It was at Carolina against Duke. I didn't really care much about the finals, even though that was a pretty good game. I, I'm not going to watch any of the first round games, probably till I get home tonight again after I pretend to do some work. But I, I just can't get into it. Look, I'm 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 more concerned about Miami spring ball. They're taking the week off, I guess. <laughs> But Miami right now is, is more of a basketball school with Jim Leonardega. I will I will give that program credit. They've done a nice job. All right, what's your Aaron Rodgers take? Yesterday on the show, I said I'm I'm, I'm thinking he's going to say a lot of nothing, which he absolutely did. He said a lot of nothing. Uh, uh, Max V had five hundred thousand people live. He broke a record. Uh, to hear that uh, news, um, ESPN and everybody was watching along with it because they reported it while they were live. Um, a lot of fluff. A guy that says he doesn't like the uh, the the limelight is ah. He's definitely in the limelight a lot, man. He's on every fucking show in America every single day for a guy that wants to be in a dark room. Uh, I just want to see him throw the football, Steve. I don't care about the shot. I don't care about the dark room. I don't care about any of that shit. Just throw the football, and at least he said he'll be a Jet. We already knew that. Um, do you think the Rodgers deal is holding up? The Lamar Jackson sweepstakes, though, or do you think the other way around? No, I, look, I don't know if the Jets were ever involved in the Lamar Jackson sweepstakes or interested. I, I said this to Whitlock yesterday. I just hope uh, that whoever Rodgers signs with, and it looks like a fait accompli, it's going to be the Jets, be a good offseason quarterback. That's my biggest issue with Rodgers. Is like you've got a whole new team. You had young receivers last year. And, Coach, I think we've discussed this. He doesn't do a great job of guiding young players and bringing them along. Um, and I don't mean just going to the mandatory stuff. I mean actually going out there, communicating with your younger players and saying, hey, let's go out there and throw. That's some of the stuff that you have to do. He's a brilliant arm talent. Uh, for years, he was probably my favorite quarterback to watch. But he, he seemed a little bit checked out or at least checked out on Green Bay last season. And then I was at your house watching that final Detroit game. It looked like the end of the road had finally come. But look, I hope that Aaron Rodgers is going to New York to play football for the right reasons. Not, not to extend his media career, become more of a mogul. I really don't care about that. But look, he's got a good franchise or a good nucleus in New York. you got a number one receiver. If Brees Hall is healthy, you have a slippery number one back that could bust big plays. You have an excellent young defense. The parts are there to win. They really are. They're the part because if the Jets just got average quarterback play last season, they're in the playoffs. So it's, it's not a rebuild. It won't be a miracle on Manhattan. But I hope Rodgers is there just to at least play football. And you know what? And be a good leader. He basically told Adam Schefter to uh, – <laughs> Yeah, lose his number. Lose his number. Uh, I thought it was funny. Um, so – all right, John Morant suspended eight games. Um, so he suspended eight games, Steve, two weeks after the original incident 
the Memphis Grizzlies suspended him three games on their own right after the incident. He goes on some dark room retreat himself because uh, of mental weakness. I mean, mental health. I mean, whatever. Prankster uh, or wankster rehab. I mean, whatever it is. But let me ask you something. We suspended a guy in the NFL for a season betting $1,200 on DraftKings. But our priority is not just totally screwed up in this damn professional sports world or in the country. You can make that argument that the uh, the crime and punishment don't seem equal. But it, look, athletes are told, and I know there's a hypocrisy towards it, do not gamble. I mean, and there's specifically signs. I mean, this is there's been a precedent going all the way back, I believe, to the 60s, Paul Horning. And Alex Karras. White Sox scandal, Pete Rose. Yeah, I mean, and that's going way back. And right, Pete Rose still can't make the Hall of Fame. You got Alex Karras, Paul Horning suspended for a year. Joe Namath, I believe, had to give up ownership of a bar in New York because I believe known gamblers were frequenting that establishment. So, I mean, look, there is a precedent. As it relates to the NBA, when you have a weak leader like Adam Silver, people are going to run roughshod. He's lost control. And you have guys that don't want to play. The way I look at it for John Moran is, hey, this is load management. They all do it. So he gets a lot of rest to have live legs in the playoffs. You know, so, and then I guess he's doing some interview with uh, Jalen Rose. And that's going to be that apology tour. They're going to rehab his image. They're going to try to make him into a sympathetic figure. Um, have you seen it? I, I've seen some of the stills. I've seen a clip. Yeah, I'm not know Here we go. how dangerous that can be. Whose gun were you holding? Well, the gun wasn't mine. Um, no, I, it's not who I am. So he didn't ask the he didn't answer the question whose gun it was, and then he said that's not who it is. I am. No, it actually is one hundred percent who you are. It like, is. I don't understand how he's so avoided. Well, that's who he wants to be. He wants to be MC Gusto from CB4. I, <laughs> when you look at his background, it's the all American background, nuclear family, fathers involved. Seem like very nice people. But I if you actually look at some of the footage of the father, um, when you know they had news reports that I've seen, very nice man, did a great job raising both kids, I believe, and heavily involved. But he's even changed. It's like he's gone back to a youth that he wished he had that now he can relive, and that's kind of sad. And I think your father has to be your father, can't be your friend. Hey, um, Steve, I don't know if you agree to this. Uh I I, I have a I have a a take on this. Um, I believe there's a huge difference between a father and a dad. Everybody that squirts out a baby, I believe in this family, in this world is a dad. I don't believe fathers exist very often. There's a huge difference in dad and father. And I've never heard of dad's day. Have you? I've heard of father's father's day. Look, I, I see this a lot in boxing where these guys train their sons throughout the amateurs. And then as soon as they turn pro, they look at their kids as an ATM. They quit their other jobs. They, get, they, they become heavily involved. And the sons at times, they won't say anything during that process while they're boxing. But they do feel suffocated. And someone in boxing that's at the upper management one of the major promotional companies told me last year, he goes, Steve, we've always had to deal with fathers. They're the worst they've ever been now. Because back back then, let's say 25, 30 years ago, they would just want to be the trainer. Now they want to be the management. And then now they actually want to play the role 
of promoters. So it, it becomes a little bit different. You know, I think circumstances and upbringing have a lot to do with it. But I remember Archie Manning one time saying, I did not care about football when it came to my sons. David Cutcliffe tells a story when Peyton was at Tennessee that he happened to be on campus. So they start watching film and within five minutes, you know, Peyton and Cutcliffe are just cutting up something. Archie's falling asleep within two minutes. Like he didn't care. And, and this is a guy that actually won an MVP. That's how good Archie Manning was. Had a Hall of Fame talent, terrible team, but he let his sons be his sons. There comes a point you got to let go. And I don't know. And see, it's, here's the funny thing, though. I don't necessarily blame the father all the time either. I mean, and, uh, Jane Morant or John Morant is now 23. There comes a point where you have to mature on your own. I don't think it's just about the father. Uh, it's not, Steve. I'm glad you said that because I broke this down the other day on my show. I don't care. I've known a lot of people that grew up with both parents who are the most fucked up humans I've ever met. And I know a lot of people that grew up with single families that have dropped their nuts when they gray hair on their balls and knew the difference between right and wrong. Like, we, as humans, Steve, as this great made-up person that we are with all these atoms and all these muscles and tendons and our brain functions with no like no other thing on this earth you're telling me we can't think on our own we have to be told everything right. to do. and, and right. then i guess morant is saying well that really wasn't my gun that i'm waving you know i don't really know that makes it any better <laughs> what is it with the price of tea in china yeah i you put it up on social media i i don't think you know I don't know if any of the comments said, oh, hey, uh, Mr. Moran, is that actually your gun? I just, I, I did that. That's the whole thing that's orchestrated by ESPN. Um, Morant is, he is the cause of his own recent downfall. I don't, look, this may not even affect his career all that much. He wins big, wins a title, wins an MVP. All will be forgiven. There are some alarming things going on there, but. You know, I've asked this question before. Does the individual make the culture or does the culture shape the individual? That is the old chicken or egg question. But, you know, hopefully he gets it together. I, I I just find it hard to watch even the NBA. I saw one of your posts yesterday on Twitter about the Lakers losing in a must-win situation to a very bad Rockets team. Coach, I think I speak for much of L.A. I want this LeBron James era to be over. I mean, honestly, I've had enough. I'm good. I've, I've stopped watching, to be honest with you. And Anthony Davis, so I guess he didn't play yesterday, Coach? No, he don't play. Okay, well, Mr. Durability. Last week's like, well, LeBron's out. I got to carry us. I can't. I got to. Every game's important. And this is the third game you've missed since you said that a week ago. You know, in boxing, we have a term called if a guy can't take a punch having a glass jaw. Anthony Davis has a glass body, and it's a shame because he had Hall of Fame ability. And I believe like two, three months ago, he was playing at an MVP clip, but yeah. his durability, he's not exactly A.C. Green or Randy Smith. So there kind of goes that. And look, if the Lakers right now, I read, are in 10th place. If that holds to form and they do not make the playoffs, that means in four LeBron Lakers seasons, They've missed the playoffs, what, three times, right? And Or twice at least, and they've won one bubble championship. That, that seems very underwhelming. I'm trying to tell you. I don't know. I'm going to ask you this question. Where's Waldo? I mean, uh, Andrew Wiggins. Where has he been? 
Like, that- <laughs> why has nobody talked about this guy? I, I give a lot of flack to Kyrie Irving for missing games and all these personal bullshit reasons. I want to know why this guy isn't taking more heat. Well, hold on, Coach. You're being too hard. Haven't you heard of the Mental Health Month? Not day. Well, yesterday was peanut day, so I figured, you know, you'd have a day off for peanut day. Um, Every day. You know what's amazing? Now, I don't want to be that guy, but I am that guy now. Uh, Get off my lawn. I'm going to shout at the moon. You know, but the old NBA players have a point. I have seen videos. I've seen highlight films, and I've seen interviews. There was a time when NBA players at six foot nine plus uh, on the on right in the middle of road trips had to play games the next night and they're taking commercial flights. They had to sit in like non first class. Th- then then they had to play four out of five games. I I don't get this whole notion that these guys need so much of a break. And now they're tying in the MVP award to a percentage of games played. The fact that it came to that. What do they t- talk about letting the genie out of, out of the bottle or the or the toothpaste out of the tube? You can't put it back in. Hold on. Let me ask you this. So you're telling me that if Joker, Embiid, or Giannis didn't play a certain amount of games, they default and go to the next guy who would be who? I don't know, but I think what they're saying is you have to play a certain percentage of games. And, and then, and then, and then, like, so that the, so they were just giving anyone an award. So now the MVP oh. becomes the MVP <laughs> becomes a uh, fucking uh, uh, Dame Lillard, right? I, well, look, I'm with you on that, but I know in baseball it's a little bit different. In baseball, you have to have a certain amount of at bats to be eligible for the batting title, which I get. But you're right. Let's say, I, and again, I don't know what the numbers are, but let's say the cutoff is you have to play at least 70 games a year to be eligible for any award. But let's say a guy is legitimately injured for a month or two. And only plays 68, but he averages 38 points a game and 15 assists. And they win 90% of the – you're telling me just because he was injured for three too many games, he's not – that doesn't make sense. But, again, Adam Silver acquiesced to a point where he's lost control of this thing. And we have to get back to a position where basketball players – get this, Coach – are expected to play basketball. I I, I know. I mean, I'm the same way with football. I I think football people – don't don't understand nowadays the difference between injury and hurt, but that's just me. Coach, what they've done to the preseason, I heard Eric Dickerson. Uh, I'm sure you've heard him on Mondays with Fred Rogan, L.A. legend. And Eric's my favorite player of all time. He really is. Well, the day he got traded on Halloween night, 1987, it was that's the day I knew as a kid sports is a business. It is what it is. He's I not going back, you know, as we went through. Yeah, but he actually said, and this, he said this as a running back, by the way. He said, you know what? I look back at it, I needed to play at least a, a preseason game or two. I needed to get hit. I needed to retake the hits. I needed to feel other guys trying to take my head off. He said, if nowadays I would feel so uncomfortable if it was the opening game that really counted, and they said, okay, Eric, there you go, 25 carries, right? He said, no, no, no. He goes, players don't realize they actually need to hit. They need to be in training camp. You don't have to do two two days anymore, full pads. But Warren Sapp has said it. Matt Chesney has said it. You need to actually condition your body. Boxers tell me the same thing all the time. That, And it's funny. They talk about sparring. A lot of old school fighters have said, Steve, we don't like to spar too much because we get used to 18-ounce gloves and headgear. 
We actually need to feel real punches with eight ounce gloves getting hit right on the cheek and chin and mouth. Because you get used to a certain type of contact or non-contact. And as Matt says, you have to build up that callus. And with basketball players, I actually don't know if it makes them any healthier or more durable. Yeah, I agree. Uh, boxing question for you, Steve. Uh, yeah. Naoa Inu is Inoue, going to Yes, the monster out of Japan. He's going to be fighting a very good fighter by the name of Stephen Fulton, who's from Philadelphia. He's the unified champion at 122. That fight, that showdown is going to be May 7th on ESPN Plus from the Yokohama Arena, not the tire, in Japan. One of the best fights in boxing. Inoue is a little beast. He might be the best Asian fighter since Manny Pacquiao. Wow. How, yes. what, who are you taking, Tank or Garcia? Oh, Tank. It's going to be Tiananmen Square. I, I, I think Tank is just simply too strong, and they put in some weight stipulations and rehydration limits that I don't like that really favor Gervonta Davis. In my view, this is what's going to happen. First four or five rounds, the taller, quicker, twitchier Garcia will build up a lead. But that's happened before. But over time, I think Tank will start marching in, marching in, closing the gap, and bam. Tank has real power, and I, I think he eventually knocks out Ryan Garcia between 8-9. Uh, Shady McCoy has come out and said he likes Garcia because Tank hasn't fought anyone. Tank then posted a tweet saying, I will fuck you up, Speedy, uh, Shady. Uh, Shady uh, <laughs> uh, McCoy is not only picking fights with fighters, he's picking fights with Eric Bieniemy. He's starting to be that clickbait guy. Well, I, I like Shady. And by the way, I, I will say this about LaShawn. He had some of the best feet I've ever seen for a running back. He had a crossover move where he would just set a guy up and just just like tear these guys up on the inside. Is he a Hall of Famer? No, he probably misses it. And that's a shame. And I think – I didn't understand why Chip Kelly kept getting rid of all his playmakers in Philadelphia. I, I thought the core of LaShawn – and Deshaun Jackson, that's exactly what he wanted. I, I Maybe the personalities didn't mesh, but LaShawn McCoy had unbelievable wiggle. His ability to make people miss, and he created big plays, but he's like Ricky Waters. He'll fall just short of that threshold. But I, I'm a LaShawn McCoy. Look, we can't have it both ways, Coach. If a guy like LaShawn McCoy is just a cliche machine, and just says a lot of vanilla stuff we don't care about. Well, we say he's boring. Well, LaShawn obviously has made a decision to go a little bit more of the Skip Bayless route. I find him entertaining, though. I, I give a guy credit when they're out there in front, put their name on, and say, you know what, I'm going to say some bold stuff. that I Because, look, we're going to be wrong. That's part of the job. And one of the things about this business, if you're going to be a pundit or a talking head, you can't be afraid to be wrong, and you can't give a what anyone else thinks. When people say, Steve, I didn't agree with you. You know what? You don't have to agree with me. I, I, don't, I think the most pretentious thing people say is, well, you know, I don't agree with that guy all the time. Good. You're not supposed to. I, I, don't, I don't expect me to be in lockstep with everything you say. It is what it is. I get DMs the day after. Here's a, here's a great one today. Here, I'm going to read it to you. Coach, I love your show. I love everything you do, but I have to disagree. Aaron Rodgers didn't demand anything. Oh, really? Is that because you saw McAfee's show yesterday after the fact, and then he said that? Like, are you fucking joking me? Like, I let my nuts hang and say the shit before, and nobody still don't know. People are standing by the report saying he wanted certain guys. 
it's ironic that Lazard signed after the report dropped. Yeah, I'm just. It's funny. Whitlock got on my ass because he loves Rogers. I look. I like Rogers too, but I actually think a lot of these reporters, when it comes to the inside scoops, now maybe not football. Like, do I think Adam Schefter can break down a cover three against the man press? Like, you can no. That's <laughs> the reality. But but does he have sources and contacts in the NFL front offices? And then with the agents, I think there's some validity that Aaron Rodgers may want to bring on Randall Cobb, um, you know, uh, Long Beach Paulies, Mercedes Lewis, uh, James Lofton, <laughs> Eddie Lee Ivory, <laughs> Ray Nitsky, and then Alan Lazard. Because, listen, Aaron Rodgers comes with more baggage than LAX. The question is, is it worth it? Now, I, I find it – I have never actually seen a player say on a national forum, and McAfee's now a national show – yeah, I'm going to be on this team before it's actually done. I, I can't recall that. We always have reports. We have rumors, innuendos. But, you know, I just – the whole Rodgers thing is interesting. You know, I, someone pointed this out to me, um, Coach. He really is following in the footsteps of Brett Favre. I mean, next year he might be a Minnesota Viking. Hey, I said that a while back. I, I was like, no way he goes and follows Favre. I was like, there's no way. <laughs> and he is. <laughs> And then the more the Mormon Milf Hunter came out and and he he was like, I'm gonna make life a living hell for for Brett uh, for Brett Favre, for Aaron Rodgers. Uh he's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna go make that dude's life hell and practice every day. Um I like that. You know what's funny? He should have had that attitude before this ever happened. No doubt. I, I look when he gave that answer last year after he played just one of the worst games. Do you feel responsible for this loss? Now look, even if he doesn't mean it, your job as a quarterback is to say, yeah, it's on me. I got to be better, and I'm going to try to work to get better. When he said, no, not really, I was like, oh boy, you just lost the locker room. And, and I'm still, I'm still not off the Washington Commanders or the Wizards or whoever they are <laughs> to get uh, Lamar Jackson, uh, even though they signed Brissett. I don't believe. I, I, I broke this down. I'm going to break it down later in totality, but I'm not. A, this is what Baltimore had to do. They had RG3 as the backup. McSorley was his backup. So when they come in and RG3 goes down, which he will, this is what he does now. He's hurt, guys. He's aging very, very rapidly in front of our very eyes. When he goes down, the backup needs to be a poor man's Lamar Jackson. So the offense doesn't change because you know damn well Eric Bieniemy is not about to install and Andy Dalton pro style, no. and then a Justin Fields readout. Yeah, but coach, look, I like Brissett as a backup. He's going to make a lot of money doing that. that when he, whenever he's done, he's going to say, you know what, I made a lot of money. Me That's too. a good career. But he's not hes not that twitchy, explosive athlete. Like, he's got some mobility. He has some athleticism. But do I look at him by NFL standards as an overly athletic, reflexive athlete? I don't. I think it's become kind of eerily silent as it relates to Lamar. I, I said this a couple days ago with Whitlock, and I'll say it with you. He needs to get an agent. Dial up Lee Steinberg. I don't know if he's doing this anymore. Dial, dial up somebody. He's Mahomes agent. Yeah, well, get, get somebody. Get somebody. Lee the, Steinberg can't even speak. He speaks like Kendrick Perkins. He uh, has, he, he nah, he, well, he, all right, well, he could text message. He, he could write he notes on a pad. You know, but still, I just don't see this is not good. The fact that there's actually 
talk that, you know, there's a chance that Lamar Jackson may not start the year on a roster. I'm like, you're going to let it get to this point. That, then I don't think it will. I, I don't know. I still think the best situation for him is Baltimore. They know him. They love him. There's familiarity with the organization. They brought in a new coordinator. And I guess he had, I, uh, and again, I know me and you feel differently than most people. Greg Roman actually did a hell of a job there, right? Took him to an MVP, tailored the offense to him, played to his strengths. So sometimes you're just better off staying where you are. You know, and, and if he's looking for the perfect deal, I don't think in life you get a lot of perfect deals. You, generally, you have to take the best deal available. Um, yeah, uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm just, I think he's just 133 million is still 44 million dollars a year. I, uh, I, I told yesterday on my show, I said I'd put him in an incentivized contract. If he had an agent, I would write up this, Steve. Here it is. I want 50 million a year. Okay. I'll, I'll take and I'm sorry, I'll take the 133 million for the three. But in three, if I do X, Y, and Z on this incentivized contract, if I check the boxes, I want to be the highest paid quarterback in football. And that's yeah. what an agent could actually do. And then Baltimore says, nah, we're good. Well, now you shop. But he doesn't have that. He he has his mama, who do you really think his mom's gonna go sit down with Jerry Jones and negotiate a deal? Like, come on. Yeah, I just, you know, look, the one thing that concerns me is his durability based on his style of play. If I were Lamar's agent, I would just say, all right, let's get as much money as we can in the first three years of a contract. Front load the doggone thing. Make the signing bonus big. And then let's see where it goes. But just this whole thing, I, I, I this is why... There's that old phrase, whoever has themselves as a lawyer has a fool for a client, I believe. It's coming. It, it, it really rings true in this particular circumstance. All right, Steve, I got you for a couple minutes. I got I to gotta, you know, throw a monkey wrench at you every time I possibly can. Um, today, there's two, two things we got to discuss here. Uh, top 10 power forwards of all time. And our top 10 top duos in NBA hmm. history. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, let's do top duos first. Or right, now we'll do top, we'll do power forwards. Now, here we go, Steve. I want to make sure we're clear here on the criteria of what I go through as far as my criteria. I'm going to say in basketball, which can be a little bit more one-on-one -on -one than football can ever be, I'm not going to throw in a championship in high regard as I would a quarterback when it comes to my ranking system. I believe you have to win a Super Bowl to be in the top echelon of quarterbacks of all time. And then I don't think you need to win six Super Bowls. I think you have to at least win one. Dan Marino, you know, misses that criteria. That's why he'll never be my one. But in, in pure throwing, pure skill set, Dan Marino's top five, no doubt, in my opinion. Um, Agreed. Very similar in my power forward rankings here. In my NBA rankings, we're going to go through every day here when, when we when you. Right. I do have my top three in mind, as, as you say that. Go ahead. All right, so I got to go with number one to me is a Eric Dickerson of sorts in the NBA. He, he was – he was in this regard. He uh, 
he couldn't get over the proverbial hump on winning, but he was the most dominant person at his size. I've stood next to him. Uh, I've been around him with Pat Perez. I've been around him. Um, that has to be Barkley. Charles Barkley, to me, is the single most dominant basketball player at 6'4", barely, uh, who would dunk on David Robinson, dunk on Shaq. I mean, you got to understand what he used to do. Um, I think, he, you know, if he had a ring, if he had a ring, Steve, I'm sure that a lot of people would put him a lot higher as the all-time great basketball player than what he is right now. Charles Barkley is my number one power forward of all time. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people are going to say Duncan or Carl Malone. Uh, Kevin McHale's in my Mount Rushmore, but uh, Charles Barkley had the rarest skill set. He's a guy that could rebound with the seven-footers, get the rebound, dribble through traffic, do the Bobby Orr, bob and weave, in and out, and then finish at the cup. And and people don't realize he was never 6'7". He was more closer to 6'3", 6'4". And there was a time, I believe, in the late 80s to about the early to mid-90s, he was the second or third basket, best basketball player in the world behind Michael Jordan. And in the summer of 92, when Jordan was on top of the world, you could have made an argument that Sir Charles was the other truly great player uh, that dominated that scene. Uh, the Suns could have won that series or at least forced the game seven. They kind of blew that game lead, late, late lead. But Charles was the MVP that year. And now, now you can argue that Jordan probably deserved it for eight straight years, but Jordan was Jordan, held to an extraordinarily high standard. But Barkley could do things that not many other power forwards could, could in terms of handling the ball. Also, later in his career, he became a pretty decent outside shooter. He had three-point range at the very end. Hell, yeah. Um, by the way, the chat's fire on fire. Michael Fuller, who you got to meet at my house. Oh, one Mr. Fuller, what's up? Hey, they, they, they love the Chinese dish I made. Hey, Steve, I'm going to be honest with you. It is single the greatest Chinese food dish that I've ever made, number one. But the rice came out immaculate. The stir fry was unbelievable. I am going to make that for you next time you're here in honor of Gung Ho and oh, honor of Goonies. I will make it for you. By the way, were you hungry an hour later? That's the question. You know, you know what the thing is, though? When I eat Chinese, I get real bloated and I feel real lethargic and shitty because of the Koreans that throw in all the MSG. <laughs> the uh, MSG. Yeah, I, th I thought they're trying to get rid of that shit. I thought it was like a nicotine. Hey. You know? I don't use any MSG, and I'm going to be honest. It was fluffy. It was healthy. I felt good all night long. I was in there um, watching John Morant get suspended. I, it was a great night. Um, all right, here we go. Now, I gave you my one, but now I'm going to go from 10 to 2. All right? So I wanted just to throw that out there because I was hoping to piss you off. But I wanted uh, – so you're not really mad at me about Barkley at one. I think Barkley's in my Mount Rushmore. All right. So I got Barkley at one. I'm going to go to number 10, and I'm going to pick a guy that you like so much because you've been on Whitlock. And and uh, a number 10 power forward for me is Pau Gasol. Pau Gasol, the, all I'm saying is this. He deserves to have his ra uh, jerseys in the rafters of the Crypto.com. Without him, the Lakers do not win those last two Kobe championships. I don't agree with that. High, bas high basketball like, IQ. 10 all times good for about four. 10 all time. Pau Gasol is very gifted. He is. High basketball IQ, very smart in the high post, could run the two-game with them, could face up, was not a power player, 
but look, he put up numbers, man. A lot of all-star teams, great internationally. I, I have a lot of respect for Pau Gasol's basketball acumen. All right, number nine, Bob Pettit. Yeah, older guy. Oh, went to LSU, one of the Olympics in that era when they won like every championship for a full decade. Wasn't he like Shaq's mentor? Like, doesn't Shaq look up to Bob Pettit? So, and there's an LSU tie there. So, obviously, that's good that Shaq respects him, though. I mean, I guess he's like the power forward version of George Mikan. Yeah, yeah. Um, is that your internet or mine? It looks like the Koreans took over your internet. No, I'm fine. I'm here. I can all see. Right. Uh, all right. This one might shock people, but I got to have this guy in my top 10, Steve. I have to have this guy in my top 10. So he was unbelievable. To me, he's the greatest on-ball defender of all time, especially he could guard all, ten, all five positions. That has to be Rodman. Dennis Rodman, eight. I don't mind. He may be a little low, and he is the best defensive player. Early in his career, he can handle ball handlers out on the wing, stick with them, and then later on, he could actually really make life difficult for Carl Malone or anyone in the post. And and he would also never really want a double team. He considered it a challenge to take on a guy like Shaq. In college, he could score the ball, and he and Michael Jordan said Dennis Rodman, if he wanted to, could score. He just never wanted to. I think at college he averaged over 20 points, but he developed this role as this incredible energy guy, could jump out of the gym, and he could jump three, four times on a single play, and great hustle. Great hustle, and I, I actually think he is one of the top 50 players of all time. I really do. Just the impact that he had on a game and team, um, and very smart. And he also won Defensive Player of the Year, I think, two or three times. So he actually might be low, Coach. He might be. I, 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 he might be, but it, just because of the fact that he didn't score and he didn't, he wasn't both sides later in his career, even though we know what he could have been, I put him at, at eight. Number seven, I, I got to put Dirk, Dirk Nowitzki. Some people might consider that low, but he wasn't the – I mean, he wasn't what I'd call a – Oh, we're back. Are we back? Uh, you there? I'm there. Can you hear me? Uh, I can hear you. What did you say? He wasn't a defender? He wasn't what i call a great defender or a rim protector. Wasn't the most physical guy, but an offensive machine, one of the great turnaround fadeaway jumpers you'll ever see. So, I mean, he look, he, he belongs in the top ten. Yeah, I got him. At, I got him at seven. I'm, I'm, I, there's one name in mind. I, I want to. I'm very interested to see where you have him. I'm not going to let you know now. Keep going. All right, six. I got Elvin Hayes. Elvin Hayes, the Big E, absolutely one of the great forerunners of the '60s and '70s. One of the few guys that actually can say, "Hey, we beat UCLA." Lou Alcindor's eye was kind of hanging out, but great player. Yeah, he actually beat him that year. Uh, I got Elvin Hayes at six. Number five, man. I, I actually struggle with this one because I want to put him higher. Um, it's just tough uh, to me. He's my he's my second favorite all time behind Barkley. Um, Kevin McHale, I got him at five. That's the guy. I, I have him a little bit higher. The most textbook, fundamentally sound, deadly low post game I have ever seen. In fact, he was the Lakers' toughest matchup. It was not Bird. Because Bird could at least be not handled but contained by Cooper. Until the Lakers traded for Michael Thompson in that 86-87 season, we never had what I'd call a lengthy defender 
that could really make things tough. And, and Kurt Rambis, God bless him, he was a great grinder, was simply did not have the height to get in the way. Kevin McHale on many other teams without Larry Bird would have been a 30-point-a-game guy. I actually think Kevin McHale should be a little bit higher on your list. Yeah, I wish I could, but, I mean, you tell me at the end of this thing. You already know Barkley's my number one, so we got we got three guys to talk about. You tell me where you would put McHale above these three. And, and then so that'd, be like, that'd be Malone and Duncan. And I got four as Kevin Garnett. Garnett, yeah. Garnett, great defender, great team leader. But I'm just telling you, when McHale had it going, you could just feed the ball into him 30 times a game and he would just smash you. But the thing with McHale is his career fell apart relatively quickly once he had that foot injury. So maybe that's where he gets docked. Yeah, he got hurt. And I, and I don't know. I thought KG obviously was more athletic, but I love Kevin McHale. I think Kevin McHale has the all-time best post moves of all time, him mm-hmm. and Akeem Olajuwon. Uh, number three, I got Carl uh, Malone. Malone. just an he, was not, he just wouldn't miss a shot, man. Absolute machine. And there's a guy that evolved his game. He was a high-flying runner who could dunk the ball. He actually played over the rim when he was at Louisiana Tech and then developed the real game. Great two-man game with John Stockton. He could face up uh, from 15 to 18 feet. He was an absolute Lakers killer in the late 90s. I hated him. But, yes, he has to be on the Mount Rushmore fours. Uh, Number two, I got Tim Duncan. Yeah, and, and most people have Duncan number one. I wouldn't argue with that. Great winner. Great. I would say, I don't say he was a leader, but he's a great face of a franchise. I mean, look, since he retired, Greg Popovich, his record has just plummeted. So I have a lot of respect for Duncan, just a model of consistency, and as Shaq called him, the big fundamental. Uh, breaking news, Bill Self will miss the opener today against uh, their first-round opponent uh, due to a health ailment. He just got out of the hospital. I, he'll be back, though, after that, if anyone cares. Um He's basically been doing NIL deals before NIL. All right, top duos of all time before you get out of here. Top duos. Um, we're going to start at 10 on this one because I love. I, I can't wait to get to number one and 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 see how goonies you do and go off on me. Uh, if, if somebody in the chat really says Anthony Davis, I will, I will block you. If you put Anthony Davis above any of those 10 guys. Well, we uh, I, I disagree. If, if the NBA played one game a month, he'd be the number one power forward of all time. Agreed. That's I agree it. with that too. Uh, mm. Unbelievable. All right. Top 10 duos, Steve. And now I might be missing some guys here, but I don't know. I, I thought about this and I was like, man, uh, I'm going to start at number 10 with Isaiah and Dumars. That could be higher. One of the best guard combinations ever. They won, what, two titles, went to three. What I loved about them is they were interchangeable. If, if you play two-on-two two versus a big, and uh, you know, I don't, I have to put them there because it's just two guards. Yeah, and Dumars was one of the few guys that Jordan just could not dominate because he was very sound defensively. But they were interchangeable. They could both shoot. They could both run the point. This seems a little bit low, but I want to hear the rest of your list. Number nine, I'm going to go Tim Duncan and Parker. Not Tim Duncan and D-Rob. The Admiral. Interesting. Interesting. They they won more titles. They won more titles. David Robinson, I think, won one or two. 
I think Parker and Duncan won about three or four. So I, I could see that argument. Yeah, I, I just, you got to have a little versatility. I thought Parker and Duncan were a perfect combo if you were playing a two-on-two game. Uh, I would argue Duncan and Parker would give a lot of these guys problems if they played two-on-two. Um, it'd be very interesting. Uh, I'm going to go eight, LeBron and Wade. Boy, some people are going to think that's low, but they only played, what, four seasons together, right? Yeah. Yeah, and then, and by the way, it's hard to overlook the contributions of Ray Allen because if he doesn't hit that three, that whole Miami run's looked at differently because that's only one title. But uh, D. Wade, that was probably last year of his real prime, and, and LeBron was the best player in basketball at that point. This That might be a little low, too, but again, they only played four seasons together. All right. Russell and Cousy, number seven. See, if you go by winning, didn't they win like 10 rings together? Or at least eight or nine? I don't know if Cousy was there for all of them, but that seems a little bit low if, you, if you're going to factor in. Remember I said, I'm not going by only winning in this. Yeah, one. but God, I mean, you're talking about Bill Russell, one of the greatest winners ever, maybe the best defensive big man of his era, or maybe he was. And Bob Cousy was a pioneer in ball handling and playmaking. But again, it's tough to judge. They played in an era where it's a little bit different than to oh, a lot different than today. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's old. I mean, Bill Russell. You know, I don't know. It, that was a tough matchup, man. I just it was old. I didn't get to see it. Uh, you know, so I don't know. I'm gonna. I, I put him at seven. Number six, I got a uh, Malone Stockton. Unbelievable. Yes, this seems about right. Nobody played the two-man game better. They were a model of consistency, it seemed, for like 38 years. It's really too bad they could never make it over the top against the great Bulls team. But I think you got you got this one right. They're certainly top 10. Number five. Uh, I got to go a little new age. Uh, I thought LeBron and Wade were as new age as I could go. But I'm going to have to put Steph and Clay Thompson at five. Yeah. No, no, they're the modern-day one-two. Um, when it's all said and done, if they could squeeze out another ring or two, they might be higher. They might be. Yeah. It's just a tough top five to crack to me. I mean – Best shooting duo ever, though, from yeah, the backcourt. They, they, they they they're in my top five, Steph they and Clay. They changed the uh, game. They changed the way the game is played with their success. Yeah. Uh, number four, I got Bird and Mikhail. You know, I certainly have them in my Mount Rushmore. I want to look at your other three, and I get a feeling there's going to be a couple Laker duos in there. But they are Mount Rushmore. They were that good, especially when they were both healthy all the way up to about the 86-87 season. Number three, um, I know this is going to irk you. I'm going to put Jordan Pippen at three. You know, that look, you the other two I know what you're going to talk about. I, I definitely disagree with one of them, but Jordan Pippen, they won six world titles together. I know that's not a factor, but they they helped usher in an age where it was not dominated by the big man because there was a lot of good big men in that era who never won a title because of those two. And with Michael Jordan by himself, you can make an argument that should be number one. I, I mean, I, it's tough, man. I think these three, you can, you, can move, you can put all three of them at one. You can put all three of them at two. So Magic Kareem. And then Shaq Kobe. Yeah, so I'm, I'm number two. And let me guess. You have Shaq Kobe number one because of Kobe, right? Like you like read you like I got, I got Kobe Shaq at two. Oh, I'm stunned. Uh, I'm Kobe absolutely stunned. That's the upset of the day. Magic Cream one. 
Kareem Magic won. You know what's interesting stat? For as great as Magic is, he never won it without Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I have I have no real issue with this list. Kareem and Magic. Jordan never won without Pippen. No, there's no doubt about that. But uh, he was the clear number one for every title. But I, I will say this Jordan about. won without Shaq. I'm just saying. Oh, because of Pau Gasol. Right? Oh. Because of Pau Gasol. They, oh, oh, shit. See, every time. I'm like Rowdy Roddy Piper. Every time you have the answers, I change the questions. By the way, great story on Magic and um, Kareem. After they lost to the Rockets in the Western Conference Finals, everyone thought the Lakers needed to be broken up. They were about to trade James Worthy, by the way, yeah, for uh, Roy Tarpley and some other parts. And this is where Jerry West stamped himself as one of the greatest GMs of all time. He told Jerry Buss, he says, Jerry, you own the team. I can't stop you, but I'm going to tell you this right now. If you trade James Worthy, I'm just going to resign my position. And Jerry busted, really? Because, yeah, I feel that strongly about it. If you think James Worthy is our problem, um, fine. I'm just going to quit. I'll get another job. And so they they halted the trade. In that offseason, Coach, and this is where I give Kareem a lot of credit. This is the all-time leading scorer, a little bit temperamental, but he was a very mature, coachable guy. Pat Riley had a meeting with Magic, and he said, Herb, you got to be my leading scorer now. You're now option number one. I'm going to talk to Kareem. Kareem will now have to play secondary role. He's still going to score a lot. But Magic, instead of you scoring 17, 18 points, you need to start scoring into the 20s every game. And that's the first year he won the MVP. And you know what? Kareem accepted it. So another lesson for everybody out there. Be coachable. Before you get out of here, I just came to my thought. And this is just straight off the top of the head. How I want to ask you something. Who... If I don't want to say top five because it's too hard. It's just like picking UCLA. We'll do UCLA another day. Who would be your top 10 North Carolina Tar Heel basketball? Well, number one is Michael Jordan. And off the top of my head, Worthy. Hold on, though. Hold on, though. Let's talk at North Carolina. Yeah, well, well, okay. okay. It's still Jordan. It's still Jordan. Number one? Jordan, no, uh, you know, he hit a little jumper off the wing against Georgetown that was kind of important. It only won the game. Worthy in college? You know what's funny? Worthy's in my Mount Rushmore because I think Worthy is the most underrated all-time great Laker. People don't understand how good he was. But people forget in Jordan's second and third year, he was All-American, and by his last year, he was the player of the year. He did everything you're supposed to. I don't even have James Worthy as my number one. Okay, well, James Worthy should be in your top five. No, I'm talking about it at North Carolina. Okay, well, okay, but you're talking top 10 Tar Heels. Worthy's got to be in there. They're not that deep. Yeah, oh, no doubt, no doubt. I mean, I you got Phil, I Ford, Phil Ford, Sam Perkins, Brad Doherty, Kenny Smith, Jerry Stackhouse, Rashid Wallace, and some other guys. But that's Bob McAdoo, Bob Jameson, um, Billy Cunningham, uh, James Carter. Charlie Scott, Vince Carter, Vince Carter, but uh, it's still Rasheed Jordan. Wallace, did you say him? Rasheed Wallace and and uh, Stackhouse came in the same recruiting yeah, but I, class. I got, I got Sam Perkins in my top five. You know, it's a funny story about uh, James Worthy. It was during a Laker post game show. I happened to be watching like three, four years ago. I, I, Jones, I forgot. Okay. Yeah, and so they're they're the Lakers had lost another game. They're doing small talk and. 
the host, some female, said, hey, James, you were a teammate of Michael Jordan when he was a freshman. So you were better than Michael Jordan right back then. You're you're the best player in Carolina. And Worthy actually said, oh, that Jordan guy, because he used to call him Mike Jordan. That was a, if you look at the graphics, James Worthy admitted, and I gave him a lot of credit, he goes, yeah, I goes, I was better than Jordan, and we used to play one-on-one. -on -one. So, yeah, as the National College Player of the Year, MVP of the Final Four, I was better than Jordan for one month. He said, right around the second month, I realized this kid's actually better than me. But I heard Worthy say Sam Perkins was the best guy on the team. On that team, yes. But I'm just telling you, Sam Perkins was an excellent player. All right, here's, he, a, here's a trivia question. He was not Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Come All right, on. Here's a trivia oh. question, though. Who holds every record at North Carolina that means anything? Do you know? Every North Carolina record that means. Right, here, here it goes. Scoring, rebounding, block, steals. Well, Jameson was a scoring machine, wasn't he? Antoine Jameson. My boy holds every record. Danny Green. All right. Danny's, Danny's probably in the top 20 all-time Carolina, but it, it's Jordan. Don't overthink this. It's Jordan. I'm, I'm not overthinking it, but you know you are biased from what the career ended up being from what it was in college. Wait a minute. The guy was hold on. Wait a minute. He wasn't, he wasn't Perkins. He wasn't Rashid Wallace. He wasn't any of those guys in college. Uh, none of those guys were Jordan. You have it the wrong way because Jordan had oh, a national title. Jordan hit, well, let, let me get this straight. Jordan hits the game-winning shot from the wing as a freshman in that classic game where they called a timeout or they threw the ball away. Freddie Brown, I hate it. I love Georgetown, by the way. So Jordan hits the game-winning shot in the national title game. Now, Worthy was the MVP. But Jordan in his sophomore and his junior year was the best pure basketball player in the country. Yes, better than Ralph Sampson. Bottom line, he was the national caller. He won every award in his second and third year. Really? When, when did these other guys do that? See, well, this, this is the Kobe, Nate, this is the Kobe cultist in you trying to take away from the greatest athlete that we've ever had the pleasure and the honor and the privilege of watching. Well, Seriously. I'm going to tell you right now. Oh, Lynn, here we go. Lynn Bias was a better athlete. Len Bias. I will say this about Leonard Bias. If Michael Jordan was a 10, Len Bias was a 9.9. .9. If he doesn't ever get, kill himself from cocaine, the Lakers never win another NBA title. They really don't. Len Bias had the purest, most athletic-looking jump shot. He could finish at the hole. It's That kept me away from cocaine. That death as a young child, I said, you know what, stay away from that. It really did. It's one of those moments where you actually remember – where you were. There's two things I remember about 1986 socially. I remember exactly where I was in school when the space shuttle Challenger blew up. Me too. I, was, I, I, I know exactly where I was, the school and the, the principal making the announcement. And then Len Bias's death six months later. It just kept me away from hard drugs forever. But Len Bias, incredible player. Yeah. But it's still Michael Jordan, number one Tar Heel. Don't ever get that. Don't ever get that twisted. Hey, the, the, the Bengals signed uh, the uh, uh, Brown. Orlando uh, Brown. That's a big gift for a Burrow, right? Well, if he plays up to that level, didn't last season the Bengals invest a lot in that offensive line? It wasn't that – like if Joe Burrow ever gets above average 
offensive line play, it's going to be scary. I, I know. I know. But it's still Michael Jordan. Just stop this. It's Jordan. You're overthinking this, coach. I know. I can't wait till we do our top uh, five, number one, uh, our two guards. Uh, we'll do that. Well, that's the easiest week. one. That, that's even easier than this one. Jeez. Yeah, we'll do that next week when we have that one. We have to do that on Whitlock, maybe. Um, <laughs> are you on Whitlock today? Uh, I'm not sure yet. Uh, I got some other stuff to do, but uh, I've been on three days this week. So, yeah, it is what it is. But, again, it's Jordan. It's the jump man. Jeez. Hey, you got to come out and watch some XFL, which is higher rated than yeah. the NBA, by the way, right it now. It is WNBA. Yeah, I'll, I'll be out there soon. All right, man. I appreciate All you coming brother. out. See you next week. Appreciate you, brother. All right, later. Uh, Steve Kim, everybody, clap it up. Um, the Korean Encyclopedia. To kiss him like a bra. Look at it. Look. He grabs the back of his head. Look, look, look. Look, 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 look. Whoop, whoop. Tell me that motherfucker didn't try to kiss him. <laughs> oh, I love that shit. Um, who's trolling? Who's the troll alert? Who's trolling the chat? Let me see. Uh, I've been out the loop here. Um, Matt McChesney will be on, on tomorrow. Uh, Jeff Nadu will be on tomorrow again. Love that dude. He'll be on tomorrow to talk about the rest of the bracket. Um, and... Uh, we have Rashad Jennings coming on the show tomorrow. The New York Giant, uh, great running back. He'll be on the show tomorrow morning. Uh, we'll ask him about uh, what he thinks about Lamar Jackson, uh, the Giants and Daniel Jones, uh, the Waller signing, uh, what they're going to do at wide receiver, uh, what he thinks about Saquon Barkley. Rashad Jennings will be on the show tomorrow morning. Uh, excited for that. Um Jeff Nadu and Matt McChesney all will be on tomorrow morning um, for Fearless Friday. Um, who brought their feelings to the chat? I can't. I don't know who it is. I can't see. I can't see. Um, Chief Forever. Misspelt Chief Forever. That's what your name should be. Misspelt Chief Forever. All right? That's what your name should be. Uh, you're out your fucking mind if you don't think Larry Bird would do something in today's game. Get the fuck out of here. Larry Bird was fucking unbelievable. You're out of your goddamn mind. You don't know shit. How old are you again? 30? <laughs> uh, Roger, who are you, Roger? I'm already seeing a bunch of misspelled shit. So I'm just trying to figure out who you are. Uh I don't know who you are. Uh, I, I I don't know. I'm just trying. I'm I'm reading a bunch of misspelt shit in here. Um, but hey, if you're not a member, soon enough the show will be big enough where you got to be fucking members. You got to be a member. Uh, you got to be a fucking member around this camp, man. Got to be a member. We got a lot to, uh, going on. We'll see what happens with Lamar Jackson today. We'll see what happens. Um, I don't know what's going to happen, but it's going to be interesting. I'm not out of Lamar Jackson going to Washington sweepstakes uh, just yet. I'm not out of it just because they signed Brissett. I already broke down why. Um, I, I, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not sold. I think that Lamar can still end up in Washington. Pound the like button for me. Um, hit the like button. Become a member today. Um, 
It's real easy to hit the like button for your boy. It's real simple. And if you're not a member, become one today. Uh, and if you're not a member of the Discord, become one today. Uh, apparently, someone said I, I showed my address yesterday. Uh, how do you know it's my address, A? How do you know where I am? Number two, and give a fuck about showing my address, by the way. <laughs> by the way, you can pretty much pull up anybody on social media or online and find their address or at least get a roundabout way of finding someone's address. But this is what I do know. I bet you ain't going to be froggy and leap, motherfuckers. That's what I do know. So go ahead. Come on over. Come on down, as the great uh, talk show host used to say. Come on down. I really don't give a fuck. I'll fucking show you goddamn every address I got. I don't give a fuck. Come on in. Meet Sawed Off Shoddy. Meet Sawed Off Shoddy and the bullies. It'd be a very interesting one. And guess what? I don't give a fuck about any rules, guidelines, or any of that shit. Uh, once you enter this threshold, if you get in, um, you probably aren't getting out. And I'm going to film that bitch. I'm putting it on TikTok. I'm going to put that shit on everything. Like butter. Put it on everything. Fuck it. I'm going to rub oil all over that motherfucker. I'm going to throw some chives on it. little onion. I'm going to put it on everything. Shit. I guarantee you I'm filming that motherfucker. Um, oh, man. I might do a, like a straight up ritual. I might do a ritual and shit. I might keep you here. For the next day and do the show live. That's it. That's it. That's the new show. That is the new show. I'm going to get your motherfucking soft ass from coming on over. I'm going to get your fucking bitch ass. I'm going to put you right here in this corner tied up. And you're going to sit here in the corner on the show live. The whole fucking show. As Ash pisses on your motherfucking ass every hour on the hour. And I don't know. I might have some old crazy shit just happening. Shit. Um, Polish master. Listen, I know Mr. Fuller. I don't know you. So I, Polish master to me means like you're a dick sucker. You suck dicks, Polish master. So to me, that's what I get. I get that you suck dick. So I'm gonna have to get rid of you. I don't. I don't like dick suckers. Only in the female form. I don't think you're a female. I think you're a bitch made cat, and I think you suck donkey dick for a living. So you're gonna have to go, Polish master, fucking troll fucks. I can't stand you, troll fucks. You guys are a bunch of fucking bitch made cats. I just know for a fact that the trolls and the bitch made cats are. The ones that I've, I'm, I'm telling you, I've already, pull, I've already got proof of this. You guys are the same ones that I see out at my favorite place, Home Goods, at home. Oh, dog, I got, I got some female tendencies in me. Don't get it twisted. I'm an alpha male, like they say. I'm alpha. I don't even really say I'm an alpha. I don't think you need to say you're an alpha if you're an alpha. But uh, I got the alpha dick. But let me let me let me break this down. Let me tell you something real fast. I see you out and you come and you suck my dick. 
And then I see the same person on Twitter use a fake account. And when I found out it was the real guy that I just met who sucked my dick at Home Goods. And then you go on Twitter and you troll and, and then talk shit. You were so scared in person like a little bitch boy that you had to get to the friendly confines of your Twitter phone. <laughs> Motherfucker got on his Twitter phone because he was scared as fucking person. But then on Twitter, he's Johnny4729487. <laughs> I mean, wh- when do you get embarrassed for yourself? I, I, how many times have you been embarrassed about yourself? Have you ever thought of that? Have you ever thought that, man, I, I, I'm embarrassed for myself? <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying. There's no value of the dollar no more. You don't value lives, your own life, anyone else's life. You don't value shit. You have no shame in the game. You don't give a fuck no more. And that's that's it is what it is, dog. We're, I'm not going to preach to the choir, but just know you cross me with that shit. I'm slapping the fucking taste out your bitch ass mouth. I'm just telling you, and I'm going to put that shit on fucking TikTok, Instagram, all that shit. Make them all ban me. Fuck it. Man, make them all ban me. They already don't. They already don't like me anyway. Uh, so it is what it is. It is what it is. Uh, you know, it is shit. It is what it is. Um, uh, Man, I'm I'm friendly as hell. Ask anybody who's never known me, who's met me in person and for the first time. Ask them. Ask them. Uh, why is it the person that never met you that talks the most shit? Have you ever noticed that? The motherfucker that's never met a person who talks the most shit? Oh, man. Yeah, I didn't get into the Twitch thing. I did a Twitch one time. Um, I got like 10,000 followers in a day or maybe 1,000 followers. I'm tripping. Maybe 1,000 followers. Um, when I was on McAfee show and McAfee blew it up the next day, it was like, how did you go on Twitch thinking you could do a live stream of a real football game? I'm like, shit, I don't know. I don't know shit about live stream. I didn't know you can't show film. Well, now that I know that, luckily I had to go through YouTube, get copyright infringement rights and show DV Sport. I can show film now. But before I was on Twitch Live, the TV was behind me. <laughs> I was watching the game and shit. I didn't know nothing about Twitch. I don't give a fuck either. I don't know if you realize that. Uh, U.S. Army uh, bowl game. Um um, this is old shit. I gotta get rid of some of this shit so you don't see my address. <laughs> um, the fuck is all my shit at? God damn. Where's all my shit? <sighs> my address. That's my new address. That's my new number two. My zip code is zip code is 
Eat a dick, bitch. That's my zip code. You can find it anywhere you want to find it. Um, not hard to find. Uh, man, it's been a good one so far. Good four days. Fr- Fearless Fridays here tomorrow. We got a good lineup tomorrow, guest lineup. Uh, we're going to have some good guests next week as well. Uh, I may be in Tucson for the Live Golf Tournament this weekend. Uh, Mike Fuller next week will be back on the poker tables. Come on through. We'll get Steve Kim here. Uh, we'll have a uh, we'll have a poker day next week. Uh, watch a little XFL barbecue. Hopefully the rain is gone. We're not flooded or on the arc with two of everything. Uh, so we'll be back. Um, pound the like button. Subscribe. Become a member if you're not one. Uh, but pound the like button on your way out, man. Much love to everybody. And we'll see you guys tomorrow. Um, and Sean Salisbury and I are working on some new things. So we'll be back too as well soon uh, with Last Chance Q. So make sure you head on over to CandidateCBD.com. Use the promo code CoachJB. And head on over to CoachJB store. Get you a polo, Adidas, by the way. And uh, get you some gear. We got it all. Short, fat, skinny, and tall. It's all there. I'll see you guys in the morning for Fearless Friday. Peace.